from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was brought to our attention earlier this year. By accident, this person discovered mm-hmm. that when listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast at half speed, you and I and the conversations that are being had sound like we're completely wasted. Hammered. Slurring our words, just talking straight up nonsense, and the regular nonsense that we talk about on the show at regular speed sounds like even more nonsense when you listen to it at half speed. And this has become so popular now that people are sending in like screen recordings of them listening and slowing down a part of the podcast. Yeah. And people are mining through the podcast just looking for the ridiculous things that would sound even more ridiculous like our buddy drunk pineapple pat who submitted this from episode number 50 50 which is oh, still wow. year one of the raza mocha show podcast Jeez. okay episode 50 and this was my back was hurting one day mm-hmm. and back then we, we could still touch each other yeah pre-covid yeah. you'd come over here and crack my back. Oh, that's right. I'd get behind you and I'd lift you up, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, So this is that conversation leading up to you cracking my back. Okay. So I'll play for you the first part. Yeah. We will discuss if you want. (laughs) Sure. And then I'll play for you what happened when you eventually crack my back. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. I love getting my back cracked. No. I just been... The past week, my back has been so stiff, and I try to crack it myself, but I can't. Okay, so you need me to come around there? Yeah. Should I take my coat off, or are you you okay with leather on your back? (laughs) Let's try it with the the leather. Okay, we'll see how you like it with the leather. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, hold on. That's cool. I'm gonna tuck my pelvis right underneath his keister, and I'm gonna lift them and then bend them backwards. Are you ready? Wait, pause. What? Oh, jeez, my thighs can't do that. I don't squat, man. I was already in position. Are you not wearing underwear today? Am I not wearing underwear? Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing underpants. Uh-huh. I feel like super thin. <laughs> All my underpants are super okay. thin. <laughs> wow. Wow. Quite the leap of Look at Shem's wow. face right now. <laughs> Shem is stunned. He can't wow. believe what's happening. And you were here for the show that day, Shem. I did it, and I don't remember. I can't believe it happened. <laughs> so then we get to the part. By the way, when you listen to the uh, podcast at half speed, it sounds like we're drunk. Oh my! So now we get to the part where you actually crack my back. Okay. And here's what that sounds like. Okay. At half speed. Okay. Where we sound drunk. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, ready? Yeah. Oh my 
Show, 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 like. He's re- resigning. Yeah. HR. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yo, if you find a moment in the podcast where a ridiculous conversation is happening and you listen to it at a half speed oh. and you think that we should share it with other people, uh, then feel free to DM it to us. Do a screen recording, do a timestamp, whatever. Let us know what episode, uh, what time the segment starts. Jeez, man. And uh, and we'll go through that. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Do you have any interest in, yes, you do. Why am I even asking? And uh, Kevin Hart attempting to um, uh, taste like expensive wines. Sure. <laughs> so what? I got to listen to a rich no. guy? No, 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 no. It's Drink like rich wine. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's like good wine, bad wine kind of, oh, kind of, okay. kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, hold on here. Let me just find the right one for you that I want to uh, that I want to start with. Um, start with that. We're going to start with number two, clip number two. So, um, Kevin Hart, he is sitting there with. This is for Bon Appetit's Through the Grapevine. It's a video okay. series to see if celebrities can tell cheap wines from expensive wines. So okay. he's sitting there. The other voice in the clip is he's sitting there with like a sommelier, like a wine expert. Yes. Okay. And they're sort of like smelling the wines, trying to determine like which ones are the expensive ones, which ones are the cheap ones. Okay. Oh man, that smells like uh, manure. It smells like cow patty to me right there. What? I'm sorry, what? It smells like <laughs> to me. Cow- horse. Well, uh, why are we drinking it? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't mean it tastes saying. like that. Let's, oh, it's, smell that. It's, got a, it's a little, it's a little manure-y. No thanks. Well, I don't know if you've ever smelled cow, <laughs> but cow. <laughs> I've smelled cow. Before. I mean, this is yeah. mixed with a little bit of dried herbs. Yeah, I mean, but if I smell cow, I've never smelled cow. And then went back and smelled it again. Like, that's cow shit. I just left. Well, that's the amazing part of wine. This could be my favorite. I'm I'm attracted to that, I must admit. You're attracted to cow shit. What are we saying? The smell of the, the manure in the swine. What is happening right now? Okay. All right. You don't you don't agree. You kinda of make me feel bad because I'm I'm like, it smells good to me, man. Like, have I been smelling cow shit all this time? You, and have, I just don't you, know have, you have, Kevin. Find out my house smells like shit. And I just don't know it. Oh, man, this is great. This smells good. Yeah. Dried cherries, figs, yeah, a little like bit I, of figs. I think I smell a cherry. Like, yeah. And then, like, in the background, you don't get a little bit of... I don't smell shit. A little animal no. or shit. No? Uh, I believe you because this is what you do. So I'm just looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go on. So they continue on uh, with uh, with smelling, and and uh, and and Kevin really tries to really tries his best to get into it here. Wow, this smells amazing to me. Um, licorice, a little bit of licorice. It smells like monkey. This monkey. <laughs> sh- no, okay. I, just wanted, I wanted to see if you would be like, yes. Yeah. I want to see if he's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> there might be some monkeys around where <laughs> this wine is grown. I'm sure they would eat most of the fruit. No, you know what I'm getting from this? Mm. I'm getting I'm getting Home Depot 
<laughs> what aisle? Come on, I'm getting Kevin. aisle seven. <laughs> aisle seven. <laughs> aisle seven, and I'm plywood. I don't know why. Plywood. plywood. Okay. So that's oak. That, that's oak. That's oak. I get oak on this plywood. wine. Yeah, See, that's why oak. I tell people. It's like, yeah. you jump right into wine. Oak, oak, but... From Home Depot. From Home Depot. <laughs> plywood. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not woke. It yeah. smells woody. There's plywood all over. There is. There's, there's Home Depot, and then there's other stores that sell it, too. But this is a Home Depot plywood. <laughs> 2017, Home Depot. Oh, he's so good. That's great. But you know what? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen this video, but yeah. much like Kev, like, I couldn't tell. Oh, hell Like, no. I know what I like in a wine. Yeah. I know the flavor. And the boldness that yeah. I enjoy, yeah. But I couldn't tell if it came from a three hundred dollar bottle versus a twelve dollar. I'm I'm right bottle. now. You using those words that you just used to describe wine. I'm blown away by your knowledge of wine. What you said? Boldness. What makes a wine bold? I wouldn't know a bold wine. It's like, what does bold mean? Like heavy, like a thick. Heavy. What? There's thin wines. Yeah, there's some that are like. Thin like water, basically. But so there's thicker wines. Yeah, like not like a, not like you're chewing jelly, but it just oh, it feels right. It feels heavy. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Like when you there's like weight to it when you drink it. What does that mean? There's weight to it when you drink it. Like where does it hit you? Where you're oh. like, oh, that's heavy. Clearly, you're not a wine guy. <laughs> Clearly, I never said I was. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you get this email from Deepa? Uh, Deepa, come on over here for a second. Join hold us. On. I haven't checked my email yet. So Deepa sent, uh, and all it reads is "Do not look." <laughs> what? <laughs> so can I can I read the can I read what was sent, Deepa, and then you can explain it because I have absolutely no idea what this person's yeah, talking yeah, about. Okay, she, so Deepa got a message saying, uh, "Hi, Deepa. Uh, thanks to Roz and Mocha, my three and a half year old daughter has learned the word. Is it baddie? What is that? <laughs> what is that?" What is it? We've gone over this like 50 times. How many times, times have you heard us say this word? We had a full conversation with you about this word once. Batty? Um, B-A-T-T-Y. Batty! Batty! Oh, Batty! that! Okay, listen, you got to... Okay, 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 okay. So thanks to... Batty. Thanks, thanks to Razamoka. <laughs> My three-and-a-half-year-old daughter has learned the word... Batty! Batty. Um... <laughs> It was so random because the Bati segment was a while back. My husband was not pleased. What was this conversation, Deepa? Okay, so this is from the DM Deep Dive when someone wrote in and asked, oh, does Roz know what Bati means? Yes, is the answer. (laughs) You struggled for like five minutes. I struggle for five minutes with everything, Deepa. (laughs) That's not a good thing. I don't know why you're saying that so proudly. Um, So we asked you what it was. And Mocha thought it was a good idea to get you to try to spell the word as well. Um, and that was just a long segment, but probably one of the best moments first, of the year. First of all, B A T T Y is how you spell it. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to this woman who wrote yeah. an email. What is it? Can what you remember? Is it? What is it? <sighs> is it? Um, okay. This is the exact same way the conversation started know, last time. I know, I know. And I'm trying to remember because this is part of my, uh, my education to become Guyanese. And I and I my my problem is that when I study hard, I tend to lose the things that I studied before. Was it butthole? Uh, no. A butthole? No, yeah, no, no. It was it's, not. It's, it was not. It's your, your butt in general. Oh, oh the whole butt. The, the whole, the whole thing. butt. Yes. The whole right. Butt. Okay. Yes, Re-order yes, yes. the words. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so hold on a second. Okay. So she sent, what is this video this then video that we're, we're going to oh, yeah. watch? Um, so this video is a video of her daughter. So the girl that wrote in, her name is Preetha. And she said, yeah, my daughter now has learned what bati means. 
And she just says it all the time oh, around the house. No. And her husband's not happy about it. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> here, this video. so let, let's watch the video, Moko. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> when did you hear the word Bati? <laughs> T-A-I-I Bati. What did you say? T-A-I-I Bati. That's how you spell Bati? <laughs> yes. And where did you hear this? B. Three A's and three B's. No, where did you hear this? Bati. <laughs> where did you hear Bati? By Lada Mocha. Oh, no. Lada <laughs> Mocha? <laughs> Yo, what is it? First of all, cute kid, stop oh, snitching, though. Oh, no, <laughs> right? I know. The answer is when, when kids, okay, when your parents are grilling you like that, okay, you just simply say, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, right? she's three and a half. Yeah, you don't start <laughs> dropping names. <laughs> Okay. She said a crystal clear. Right. No wonder her pop's mad. Roz and Mocha. Oh, no. That kid is never going to grow up to listen to this show. Yeah, but that is a fun word to say. Like, kids, like, if you're listening now, right, like, bati. It's a yeah. fun word to say. And it means bum, right? It does. Which is yes. Which is great because bums are hysterical. Uh-huh. Uh, all shapes and sizes and smells, everything. Kids find those things oh. to be fascinating. Bati, right? <laughs> kids, say it with me. Bati. <laughs> Right? Oh, the dad's not going to be happy about this one. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Did you see that video of the Southwest flight attendant wrapping the safety safety uh, instructions? I cruise right by those videos. I don't click on Why? those videos anymore. I love them. Nah. Doesn't inch. Uh, you know, like it's just. I don't know. You don't like them? No. Why? And I don't know why. I, listen, I got no problem I, with I flight attendants. Why. I know why. Because when you get on a plane, you just want to be left alone. Do your thing. You want to sit down, have your time to get to the destination without anyone bothering you, I except just, for when the drinks come around. I, you want to get your bottle of wine. There's that. But I just. I don't know. Like maybe I'm maybe I'm being too rude. I just think that the wrapping flight attendant is played out. I think really? you come up. I think come up with. New I, ma- I think come up with new material. Like, what, do you, what else are you gonna I, do? No, that's my. Like, I don't know. It's like not up to me. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of show it's, it's in not, there. It's not up to me. Okay, I'm not coming up with your material. No, you listen, come up with your I, material. I find it, and I know that the, the you know this is for them. Like doing the safety thing is part of the job, and like they go yeah. through so it like a couple job. times, a couple times a day. Yeah. So just to break it up, right? No. Because most of the time, no offense to any of the flight attendants, because yeah, most people. I know you're doing your job, and please yeah. don't take any offense, but most people don't pay attention. Right. And right? You, you'll never get that on a Canadian plane because then they got to do whatever they do in English and French. Oh, and once they do it, yeah. I'm, I'm zoned out. No. I no. will listen in English just in case if there's something that changed. Right. Right? Yeah. Like if the safety procedure had changed in any way, I want to make sure I know. But once they start talking in French, no. I'm like, I'm no zoned out. Sorry. Yeah. Au revoir. Yeah. That's just for life, too, not even on a plane. <laughs> Facts. But listen to this. Let's go. Stop, 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 My name is Adele, and I'd like to say, Captain Bill says it's time to be on our way. So fasten your seatbelt, take them nice and tight. You better do them because we're going to check if they're right. Carry on bags under the seat on the floor. There's an overhead compartment where they can be stored. Seats back in case, locked and upright. Pretty soon the ground will be out of sight. Laptop, computers, cards, down the Welcome aboard, SWA. 
see, I, I don't want to sit on a plane and be forced to stomp, stomp, clap. Oh, God. Right? And then, when I, and then when I don't stomp, stomp, clap, people are going to judge me for the entire duration of the flight because I'm the guy that didn't stomp, stomp, clap. And didn't applause at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I would maybe applaud, but I'm not going to stomp, stomp, clap. I don't do that. Right? Like, you are like just... <laughs> the dream passenger for these flight attendants. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yes. Son. How you doing? He's Roz and Mocha. Uh, not to be a downer, but I got to talk Omicron real quick. Oh, why? Wow. What's going on? So yesterday, uh, President Joe Biden announced requirements for all air travelers entering the U.S., including those from right here in Canada, yeah. to be tested for COVID within 24 hours of boarding their flight, regardless of vaccine status. Right. Because Omicron is running wild. But it's not doing anything, though. Uh, but countries are still being uh, overly cautious, I guess. Uh, anyone now coming into Canada from a country aside from the U.S. have to be tested upon arrival and must isolate until they get the results. So in this country right now, we have cases of Omicron in Vancouver, in Alberta, Ontario, Quebec. Um, and still, there's a lot of unknown with Omicron. We only just started hearing about the name like past couple of days. So last night on Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. he did like one of his fake news talk to people on the street about Omicron. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Ask some questions about it, but use it in a non-COVID way just to see, I guess, because people want to be on TV. So they're like, yeah, of course. Hell, I yeah, I'll talk Omicron. about that uh, so here's what Kimmel did last night. When it comes to deadly virus variants, Omicron is still the new kid on the block. So we went out in the street and asked people questions about it, kind of, in a new Omicron edition of Lie Witness News. We are talking about the fact that the Lakers just signed Omicron. What did you think when you heard about that? I thought that was a good deal for the Lakers. I think they're going to make a lot of progress in the future. Who's more dangerous, Omicron or LeBron James? At this time, I would have to say LeBron James, one of the most dominant players in the league. We'll have to see how it goes. I think I think Omicron's going to be dangerous out there. Do you want to congratulate the Lakers on getting Omicron? Absolutely. Omicron, welcome to L.A. LeBron James and the Lakers, good luck this season. We're looking forward to how it goes. We're talking about the new Kanye album, Omicron, that just dropped. What are people saying about it? Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. You know, a lot of people love it. Are you liking some of the stuff off Omicron? Yeah, I like a couple. Are you looking forward to the holidays, Geneva? Yes, I am. Do you have any Jewish friends celebrating Omicron? (laughs) I do, yep. And how do they celebrate? Uh, Normally lots of eating, lots of good food, having people over. Would you like to wish them a happy Omicron? Uh, Yes, happy Omicron to all of my Jewish friends in Canada and the United States. Now, yep. I don't know. Like, I've seen this. Yep. I've seen him do this this stuff before. Uh-huh. And I don't know if every single time, if the people that he's talking to are, like, real people on the streets or, like, they're planted. Oh, no. They're real. They're real. They're real. That's Hollywood Boulevard. This is where, like, okay. the most whacked out people all over America all congreg- congregate. Yeah, and they see a like, camera. Hey, you want to be on TV? Oh I'm like, God. yeah, of course. Well, you have this in America. You see it in America, and it's different in any other part of the world where being on television in America is almost like a duty to people, sure. right? As a citizen, 
it's public service. So when somebody puts a news camera in your face, whether it's tragedy, you ever realize that like after something really horrific happens in America, regular people are like super articulate and great storytellers and not nervous when somebody puts a television camera right, in front of I them. Guess. Right? It's their duty. Like they all sit around and wait for it. So when somebody comes up and they're like, yo, you excited for Omicron? They're like, hell yes, I am. Happy Omicron to all of my Jewish <laughs> friends in Canada and the United States. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh boy, a lot of people out there, Roz, who um, want to vent. Like in the streets? Yeah, everywhere. Roz and Mocha's venting moments! Get it off your chest. <laughs> what? I know how much you love that intro. I took my headphones off. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah. Well, and I used to love metal. But... Oh, well, I'll play for you again. Roz and Mocha's venting Get it off your chest. I don't know if you noticed, but I played Get it, it just a, chest. a little bit louder for you. Vented <laughs> 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 oh, uh, moments. This is incredible. Uh, this is where you get to uh, join us on the radio and uh, just say whatever it is that's on your mind. That, that one thing that's bothering you that you can't really like talk to anyone else about it. Or maybe you just don't want to talk to anyone else about mm. it. We're not going to ask you questions. No names. Nothing. Text us at 925 or hit us up 416-870-8888. Hello, Razamoka. I need to vent. Oh, really? About my French teacher. About your French teacher? Yeah, this guy, most boring guy ever, man. I have to sit 150 minutes through his class to listen to him talk about poetry, and I want to die sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what makes him, specifically what makes him so boring? <laughs> because he's so passionate about something that makes everyone want to sleep. French poetry? <laughs> yep. French poetry. Yeah. What are your thoughts on French poetry? I don't understand it. Oh. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Is well, this, that's is why this, he's a teacher. He's a student. Is this one of those things where you have to take this class in school? Yeah, because it's a French school, right? So I'm forced to. Oh, who forces you to go to the French school? My wonderful parents. Oh, let's get... Okay, you got something to vent about them? Uh, Not really. Oh. I think... They're, they're cool. They're cool. Oh, are they, are they, <laughs> wait a second. Are they there right now? No, they're not here. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm kind of on the bus. Oh. You don't want to air your parents' business out on the bus. I get <laughs> yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you, if you weren't on the bus, would you have some stuff to say about them? Probably not. No. Okay. They're cool. Okay. 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 Um, uh, so, so go on about your French teacher then. So you sit in class and what? What are you thinking while all this is going on? Well, I don't really think I draw on the desk, you know. I've, I've drawn... So many characters, you know, sports team logos. <laughs> I'm basically, I'm basically Picasso on my desk. Okay. Have you not learned anything? Well, I don't think anyone has. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Do we you... can't ask you to like recite yeah. a French poem because it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, so any... Could could you though? Could you could you bore us? I mean, you've been bored by your French teacher. Uh, could would you mind boring myself and Mocha and the audience by reciting a French poem for us? For sure. So okay. basically, it's about a guy, and he's he's um, he's with his wannabe girlfriend, and he's walking, and Loser. he's explaining what he wants to do, and he's like, "You are like a fancy uh, palace, and I want to go and walk around you, and worship you." And then by then, I'm I'm asleep, so I don't know the rest. Okay. Okay. Say it in French, though. Yeah. What about in French? Is he not teaching you this in French? Oh, he is teaching it. Yeah. I can say it in French. Try. Do your best. Um. Luxe, calme et volupté. Uh, ton amour me quitte. Je suis triste. 
And then I fall asleep. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I'd be bored too. I feel like calling in to vent. <laughs> it's terrible. I wish this on nobody. <laughs> wow, vented moment right there. Thank uh, you, brother. Right, brother. Au revoir. Right, see you guys. Au revoir. Okay. <laughs> and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you hi amanda it's Roz and mocha what's going on i'm good how are you good so what's uh what's on your mind what's stressing you out so uh what do you do when your boyfriend says he doesn't know if he loves you anymore Ooh, oh jeez yes he was this uh hey Roz and mocha fix my life my boyfriend doesn't know if he doesn't know if he loves me uh he blames it on feeling empty but he kind of just treats me differently i want to believe that it's just because his grandma passed away in march but i don't know what to do to help him on our relationship or our relationship how long you guys been together almost two years did this change uh in in attitude or did you notice this change was it since his grandma passed away or uh had this change happened before any of that no um it, like, started a little after his mm-hmm. grandma passed away. Okay, so up to this point, though, you would say, I love you. He would say, I love you. There was no problems. Like, it was sort of, like, understood that you guys were in love, right? Yeah. And then what happened? So it, all of a sudden he says, I don't know if I love you anymore? Yeah, all of a sudden. So in August, we were having, like, a conversation in my car, and then that that came up. He's like, well, I don't know if I do. And I'm like... What? And so what was the behavior that you were calling him out on? Um, well, like he would stop, he would stop calling me. Um, he was just not being very kind to me. <laughs> what was his explanation though? Did you, you obviously asked him like, why are you acting this way? Like what was his explanation as to his change in behavior or specifically saying that he doesn't know uh, if he loves you anymore? It was again, I don't know. Like I'm broken. I lost my grandma. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was like, oh, "Okay, but I'm here for you." Mm-hmm. Has he has he yeah. leaned on has he leaned on you at all, or who has he been leaning on? Um, well, he was leaning on me, and then I don't. And then after that, like, kind of stopped. Like, I guess he found his own way to grieve instead of leaning on people. Which was what way? Just put himself into work, I guess. And now this this behavior, there this change in behavior, has it like changed in every other aspect of his life with work, with friends, with other family members, anything like that? No. Uh, let's assume that it is the the grandmother passing away. What you find sometimes is that a, a sort of a trauma, uh, going through a trauma like that where somebody you love passes away, um, you can take it a whole bunch of different ways. Grief hits people in all sorts of different ways at all sorts of different times. There's no timetable for it. It just happens, and it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. Uh, but one thing that, 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 that does hit people is that you sort of reevaluate your life and your place in it, right? And if he did any of that and that he found that maybe he had made decisions that he now regrets or there's any sort of resentment to you, maybe he felt pressured to get into the relationship, maybe he feels now that he's been dealt a hand that he doesn't actually want. So he may be second guessing his own decisions being with you and your son. And because he's not a monster, he just doesn't want to walk away. But this may be sort of baby steps to distancing himself from you by, you know, telling you, you know, I still care about you, but I don't know if I love you guys. I don't know if I'm there yet. This may be him not having uh, the sort of compassion needed to be blunt, but yet honest and still manage to... um, 
not hurt feelings in a way that you won't be able to recover afterwards. Like it sounds like he maybe wants out of the relationship, but just doesn't have the balls to tell you. Yeah. Have you asked well, him like, flat out if he still wants to be in a relationship? Yeah, of course. All was, the time. What does he say? He says, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he'll say, I don't know. Or sometimes yeah. he just don't give me an answer. Like there is only one answer. It's a yes or no. Right. And if he says, yeah, I don't know, exactly. then that means he's leaning more towards no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing too, is that you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be savage either. Like if you have somebody in your life who's really going through something and you know, they need help. The, the mm-hmm. problem with guys is they tend to not ask for it. And if they get themselves in a position where they feel that they need help, they would rather bottle it up and stuff it in a place that they'll never have to deal with it ever again, rather than saying the words, please help. Um, that's, that's guys for a lot of guys and you don't want to walk away and be savage to somebody who clearly needs help, but you just have to be able to recognize as somebody who he's been with for a while, that that is the case. Like if you see him and say, this guy needs help, he's just too terrified to ask, um, uh, then I need to help him. And so you have to figure that out too. Cause like in, in August when he said that, like, oh, I don't know. Um, so we went, it was like a couple weeks of him not knowing. And then he told me, Oh, I'm sorry. Like about the way I've been acting. I love you. My head's just been in the cloud. Yeah. I think that your response when, when, when somebody says to you, you know, when you say, do you love me? And somebody says, I don't know. I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing to then look at him and say, okay, well then you take whatever time you need. And the only thing you have to do now is let me know when you do or let me know when you come to terms with the fact that you do not. I I can't live with I don't know. That doesn't help me. It doesn't help my kid. I can't be in an I don't know position. So you take the time you need. You let me know when it's a yes or it's a no. Yeah. Does that help, Amanda? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's real good advice. And it it takes guts, though, to say that, okay? Because you may may not get the answer you want. Yeah. Right? But at least you'll get an answer. Yeah, exactly. I prepared myself for the worst. Yeah, because too often, too often guys will run the table on terrible excuses as far as why they want to get out of a relationship. And But really what they're doing is they just want to make things so uncomfortable that you end it for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, sense. yeah. So say that. Try that. They're, you're fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, <laughs> You take care. Thank you so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I <laughs> Is that thing good to go, Maury? Okay, Maury just put in a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow clip because there's another um, instance of... First of all, I full disclosure, I know people hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, why? They just, people have, like, she's just somebody that people dislike. I didn't know that. I love Gwyneth Paltrow and all her excessive weirdness and... I think she is so fun Mm. and I love that she operates in her own world, but yet still goes and does like super mainstream things. I love everything about Gwyneth Paltrow, Uh, but Gwyneth Paltrow has a history of being completely clueless about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, but she's Pepper Potts. Yeah. So do you not remember when she was on that Jon Favreau cooking show where Jon Favreau told her that she was in a Spider-Man movie and she was shocked? I do not remember play, that. Play the clip. This is from John Favreau's cooking show on Netflix when his special guest was Pepper Potts. What is this TV show for? We don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. We don't know. We don't really know. It's like we, I started just filming 
We were actually doing it when we were filming Spider-Man. That was the first time. We just brought a film crew with us down to Atlanta, and we cooked at the Optimist. Spider-Man? Well, yeah, we were in Spider-Man together. Remember we were on Spider-Man? We yeah. weren't in Spider-Man. Yes, we, yes, we were. Homecoming. You were in Spider-Man. No. Yeah. I was no. in Avengers. No, you Avengers. were in Spider-Man also. It's what? become... Remember Spider-Man at the end, and, and, the, and, and Tom Holland's there, and you're going to walk out and do a press conference, and I oh, give you the ring? yes. That was Spider-Man. That was Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I, I guess because they film so many of those movies so close together. Sure. And it's all part of, like, yep. they're all part of the same multiverse. Yep. Like, you just never know, I guess. So uh, in 2018, Kevin Feige did an interview with Empire Magazine talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and how Gwyneth Paltrow in 2018 was confused when she saw Samuel L. Jackson gathering for the Marvel cast photo shoot on the 10th anniversary of Marvel. He says Gwyneth was asking why Sam Jackson was there. Girl. And the other actors were jumping in saying, what are you talking about? He's Nick Fury. You've been in movies with him, but it was really something special. He goes on to say, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, so that was back in 2018. Then, then she was at some party. Sebastian Stan posted a picture uh, at a party where like there was a whole, it was like a, like a big picture of like, there was like six or seven people mm -hmm. there, some fashion thing, everything Sebastian else is going Stan, on. Sebastian uh, Stan, Winter Soldier, by the way. Thank you. So Sebastian Stan was like, hey, you know, great to be at this party. And he goes on to say, uh, I had to uh, introduce myself to Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. <laughs> yeah. We've we've starred in three movies together. So there's another clip where somebody's walking Gwyneth Paltrow around like a party and she's like whispering, being like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And somebody goes, that's Sebastian Stan. And she's like, okay, what does he do? And he's like, he's the Winter Soldier. She's like, what's the Winter Soldier? Oh my God. She's like, he's the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies. So Gwyneth Paltrow uh, yesterday was doing a Q&A on Instagram with fans. Yeah. And uh, one fan goes, hey, have you watched the Hawkeye series yet? Oh, no. Gwyneth Paltrow's response, no, what is that? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no, legit hearing the way Gwyneth Paltrow is? Gwyneth Paltrow is you. <laughs> Me! Yeah. Thank you! <laughs> that is, no, that's not a diss. No, more. don't turn this into to me dissing Ross. Like, this is exactly you. Like, she... Her reaction right. to all of these things right. is exactly you. Thank you. Every day. Right. Every single time. Right. Right. Every, I know. Right. Like, like, we'll be in this room talking about somebody who works here <laughs> in this building, right? And then Ron will be like, who's that? We're like, that's so-and-so from, like, wherever. I'm like, I don't know that person. No. Like, I don't know. You totally do. They've worked here just as long, if not longer than we have. I, I don't know who anybody, <laughs> I don't know who anybody is. Anybody. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no. But so here's anyway. the thing, though. Like, in these, a lot of these Marvel movies, okay, just to, to come to Gwyneth Paltrow's defense. Yes. That she may not have, like, they, she may not have scenes or a long scene with any of them which is why it's not memorable. Or they may appear in a scene that, who knows, was like CGI'd later. So fans right? were using this as some sort of defense. And then every time somebody used that as a defense, other fans were posting screenshots of the credits, which then became, okay, but still, how does Gwyneth Paltrow not know that she was in a movie where she's the fourth build starred of that movie? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, you should know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just should know. But like, also, Roz, you, you should get, know, like, the people who work with yeah. us. Well, that's a whole <laughs> different thing. No. Come on. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Maya, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. You got a lot on your mind. What's going on? Well, uh, I have a friend. I know a lot of secrets about her fiancé. Do I tell her everything or do I keep my mouth shut? Okay, so you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, I got a friend who's engaged to a drug smuggler. Oh. She just doesn't know he's a drug smuggler, and I do because of the line of work I'm in. I can't tell her anything because it'll compromise the ongoing investigation if she goes and says anything to him. But I'm also worried about her future. How do I handle this without saying anything to her, uh, what he actually does, or do I just sit back and watch it all unfold? So you're part yeah. of this investigation, right? Or you know about it? Um, I know about it, and um, I've been in and out of providing information. So you okay. could then, at that point, compromise your own self, yeah. right? I've come to the point where I know for sure I can't tell her anything. Like, that's not, it's not going to, I'm not losing my job over this. Okay, so if you, this is what I want to know, like, whether you're just sort of peripheral on this or whether you're involved. So if you said, if, if it got out that you tipped her off, she tipped him off, you would lose your job, right? Oh, absolutely. I'd oh. probably go to jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so so here's the, th the first thing you got to do is you got to kiss this friendship goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you say something, uh, you're done. And if you don't say something, you're done right yeah so th this yeah. Fr this friendship is not going to survive this <sighs> right I, I just have all this guilt of course you do yeah You're involved on both sides yeah yeah like what kind of like when you say smuggler like is this something he does part-time or is this like his full-time in real deep kind of thing mm, real deep real mm. deep and how does she not know? She knows. No, she really doesn't know. She knows. What does she think I, that he does, though? Like, where is he getting his money from? She just thinks that he works? Um, It's actually part of what he does for work. It's part of what he does for work? Hmm. What yeah. Do you mean? Like, is he is he smuggling, like, narcotics, or is he smuggling, like, penicillin? Uh, like, narcotics. Narcotics. Okay. So this yeah. is what he does for work. So she knows what he does for his job, though. Um, She knows what he does for his career, but she just doesn't know that he uses that career to do the smuggling. Oh, so his like, so okay, I got. Okay, you, so then you. she's completely in the clear. So she's not going to get a pinch for that's something. Not, you don't no, know, she, man. She, well, like we don't know, and, you don't and know. It's, it's so complicated. But I know for sure she doesn't know. Yeah, Maya, you gotta to watch. You, you gotta keep your mouth shut. No, absolutely, I'll keep my mouth shut. I just, I think my problem now is how do I deal with this guilt because I've never been in this. I never thought I'd ever have to know somebody that's actually going through it. Well, yeah. I think that if. If it ever comes up, or sorry, not if, when, you don't think that your friend would know your position, that you couldn't say anything because this is part of your job and you could jeopardize a lot more? Yeah, but some people, you just don't know that it's been like you, you could have at least helped me or saved my life or helped me get out of this. Yeah, but, but you can't. She knows. Does she know what you do for a living? Yep. Okay, so she knows you ha You are a friend with secrets. I guess so. Like, she's even um, said that, uh, oh, like, my my fiancé thinks you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh -huh. because he, he, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes um, 
he'll look at me with like this look of knowing and I just avoid eye contact with him whenever we've been in public together. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, so chances are he knows what's going on. I don't know. I just avoid. I just hey, feel does, so does bad the, for her. Does the fiance know what you do? Yep. He does. Oh, yo, Maya, he knows. He knows. Yeah, he's just oh, waiting to see what the next move is or what the play yeah, is. Yeah. Or yeah, if you're going to say anything, right? And chances are... When he gets busted, you're the first person that's going to come to his mind. Yeah, which is why I just, oh, I just don't know what to do with her. <laughs> yeah, well, it's tough. You can't. Well, you you know what you 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 know what you're doing, which is you can't do anything. I know. Is there a chance that she could get like I don't know charged as an accomplice? As long as she doesn't know anything. Yeah, no. Right. Um. So, question for you: Have you told the your your people at work that you have this relationship? Um. She's not a super close friend of mine. I've seen her over the past two, three years. You haven't disclosed. Yeah. You haven't disclosed this at all to work. And no, because um, I just recently got involved. Okay, so, so. you sh- you you need to. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. to you need to let them know that you're girlfriends with one of the people that you guys are investigating. Yeah, no, I know. It's uh I've been off for a little while for the last three months, so when I go back, uh, it's something I do have to do. Yeah, but uh but yeah, no, you can I I would just personally like I would walk out of this girl's life. Mm-hmm. Stay away from all of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. You know the answer. You just need a confirmation. I do. I just and, need it. Yeah. And, and I think though, I think though, when this all happens, you you may need to step in at that point and explain things to her because um, you got to think about her safety. Because if this guy gets popped and he knows that her friend is a narc, he's immediately going to blame her. Right, but this could take years. That's the only thing. Right. Okay. Well, then you got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won't uh, live it up. Go enjoy that yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah. The great thing. The great thing about guilt is that uh, you can get over it in a couple of years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I that's a like that's a wild that. story. Damn. Jeez. I'll follow up in a few years. Thanks. We'll do a follow up <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. Five to ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maya. Thank you so much. All right, girl. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Instagram made some changes. You won't notice until you uh, activate, but just so you know, once your app updates, Mm -hmm. they've launched, they've talked about this before, and they officially launched it today in Canada. Um, A take a break tool that will encourage users to spend some time away from the platform after they've been scrolling for a certain period of time. Now, in the settings on Instagram, you can go in and set the duration before you get a pop-up that says, hey, want to take a break? Mm -hmm. And then you choose to take a break, Mm -hmm. close the app, do whatever it is it suggests. They'll have like pre-written suggestions, like maybe you want to go for a walk, or maybe you want to write something down, or maybe you want to read something, do something else, get off the platform, right? Sure. And then you don't sound too happy about this. Uh, Users can uh, turn this feature on, as I said, in uh, settings. So 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, And in order for this to to happen, you have to be on the platform, like, for a continuous session. You can't, like, be on the platform and then close it, go to the bathroom or go to the fridge, whatever, and then open the app again. It has to be, like, if you set it, let's say, 10 minutes, a consecutive 10 minutes before you get that pop-up to say, suggest, hey, maybe you want to take a break and do something else. Go listen to a song. Here's why this is garbage. Go for it. 
I would be all for this mm-hmm. if the take a break options were if they started at 24 hours and then went to 48 hours and then you start doing three days, four days, five days. Mm-hmm. What happens when you give somebody the option for taking a break for 10 or 15 minutes? First of all, you shouldn't need a reminder to take a break for 10 or 15 minutes, okay? But when you send out a reminder, do you want to take a break for 10 or 15 minutes? It is such a short period of time. What you're actually doing is just building the anticipation so people will sit there and stare at their phone and watch that clock tick down. They're still obsessing about Instagram. Like the idea of do you want to take a break for 10 minutes to me is so manipulative that I find it dishonest what really? they're doing. You don't think yeah. that if somebody got the suggestion to maybe shut the app down no. and go do something else that they're literally nope. going to sit there for 20 minutes waiting to open Instagram no, because again? They're, no, because they're not, they're, they're, not help, they're not helping their problem. They understand what the problem is, yeah. which is people are on it too much. But giving somebody the suggestion of do you want to take 10 minutes away is not a suggestion. The suggestion should be... But you don't think be, that someone would no. maybe get distracted by doing something else for maybe a little longer than 10 no, minutes? No, no. What I would like is if, if, they, if the pop-up said, hey, just so you know, here's some of the proven peer-reviewed studies of the negative effects to your own well-being and mental health when it comes to social media and specifically our platform, Instagram. We clock your thing because we do and you allow us to. What we're suggesting is maybe take a full 24 hours off. Mm-hmm. That's, well, they're, that, they're that's never the honest. That. That, but that, this is what I'm saying. They're never going to do that. Right. Uh, so Instagram also said. Uh, Instagram also said it will take a stricter approach to what content uh, it recommends to teenagers and actively nudge them towards different topics if they've been dwelling on something a little bit too long. Um, this I'm reading on CNN, by the way. Uh, while the company said it'll share more about this particular feature soon, they did like one of those screenshots that will show a user if they've been on like a certain subject a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you want to check this out. Travel photography, food pictures, right. something else completely opposite from what a user has been, specifically a teenager, has been like obsessing over or that they've noticed in the algorithm that they're obsessively searching or looking up certain hashtags or things like that. Here's a little bit of a distraction that has absolutely nothing to do with what that one thing is you're looking at right now. But it will have everything to do with other things they have looked at previously. Um, that I don't know. It I'm just, 100%, it 100% I'm just reading. Will. It says here, the announcement revealed topics such as travel destinations, architecture, nature photography will be used to divert attention. So something sure. that's not specific to what that one thing is that maybe you're looking at a little bit too long. Sure. I, there was a, a big story, that, another big story that came out about TikTok where they, the people in their, in their tech department put together a breakdown of the algorithm for people within the company who don't necessarily understand the tech behind it. Yeah. And the New York Times got a hold of it because we've talked about this before where on TikTok, the number one thing that determines what they feed you in your For You page is it's not based on likes or shares or whatever. It's It's entirely almost based on uh, amount of time watching a particular video. And they had said in this report that the guy who read the report and reported on it, he had said that within minutes on TikTok, they can not only determine whether you um, suffer from or you're interested in mental health or self-harm, they can tell your sexual preferences. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they can tell your sexual preferences based down to what type of person you were attracted to. Oh, wow. 
in minutes. Uh, minutes. One more change that they've made to Instagram. Some people might be happy about this. I tested it on mine because mine uh, updated this morning. Yeah. Uh, you can, it says here, um, a new way for people to manage Instagram activity, allowing them to bulk delete photos oh. and videos. Like your own? Yeah, your own. You can go in and let's say if you're, let's say you wanted to start doing a, a clean sweep of your, your IG. Okay. You just want to do some housekeeping. Yeah. You can now go in and multi-select posts to do bulk right. deletes. You can also, if you get inundated with comments from people, let's say, you know how you always get the bots in yep, there? Yeah. So-and-so showed me how to wait, yep. you know, $5,000 in a day, whatever. I love that guy. So you can now go in and bulk delete. You select oh, how many comments that's a good, you want. That's a good feature. And you can go and bulk delete uh, comments. That's a good feature. See, Twitter should do that. Twitter, I should be able to go on Twitter and say, you know what, I want to delete every tweet that I made from 2012 until... 2019. Oh, oh, wow. That much. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. What's the purpose of it? It doesn't need to be there. No good comes from, as we know, no good comes from your tweets from 2014. Right. Right? Absolutely. No good comes Absolutely. from them. Did you guys notice Instagram, or not Instagram, sorry, Twitter, when I logged on the other day yeah. uh, after the latest update, my Twitter now on my phone yeah. looks like Instagram. Does it? Yeah. Like oh, any photos and videos are that Instagram-sized uh, frame. Yeah. The way tweets are composed, it pretty much looks like you're really? on Instagram. Oh, yeah. no. I haven't. I don't know if you guys have updated yet. your 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 latest Twitter yet, but no. it's basically Instagram really, now. No. Yeah. But there you go. If you have uh, IG, which majority of you do, um, you'll see that there is uh, a couple of changes been made. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You get snow overnight? Uh, no. Nope. I know I ask this every day, but you live up north. No. No, you did not. No. There Everything was, was fine. Yeah. Whatever dusting happened yesterday yeah. is the same dusting that was there today. There was snow in my car this morning. Was it really? Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, baby. You put the snow brush in? Yep. <laughs> you don't have a snow brush. No, I, I, I do. I do. You uh, have one, but it's not in the truck. Oh, uh, no. The back of the truck is, and maybe I'll, I'll take a picture of it and I'll, I'll show it to you. Uh -oh. Catherine discovered it last week, which was, did not go well for me. Just full of stuff? The back Junk? of the the back of the truck is where my shame lives. Now, when you say back, do you mean so? In the, yeah, like behind the seat. Is there uh, an area yeah. there, or are you talking like in the bed, the truck bed? No, 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 no. That's so on the outside. So I have like a like a like a it's like a one and a half cab kind of thing. So I have two seats. It's a pickup truck. Yeah. So I have two seats in the front, and then in the back there isn't two seats. There's a space, right? Okay. And it's about like a foot and a half wide, maybe. Okay. Right? It's like so, a, I can put mm. I put a ton of stuff in there, right? Just line it all up, kind of thing. Can I uh, guess? No. So my that's where my shame lives. And I went looking for the snow brush the other day. Yeah. Because I thought that I had two in there. I was right, I did have two. Oh. Um problem solved. But what I do when I drive, whenever I go anywhere, I always bring either a can of club soda or Perrier with me. Sure. Right? Sometimes two, depending on how far I'm driving. Okay. I just like to drink it while I'm driving. Right? And I leave the can in the car instead of bringing it in the house when I get home. And then eventually when I leave again, I bring two more cans out. So every time when I get into the truck, there's two empty cans of Perrier or club soda sitting in the cup holders. And I chuck them over my shoulder like fryer tuck and chicken bones. And they land in the back. Okay. So I probably have in that little space stacked up 200 cans. <gasps> no. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's a but they don't look. make noise like when you're driving. I, you don't hear it them. Does. It sounds like I just got married in a movie. <laughs> like when they tie cans <laughs> behind, day. yeah, behind their car. Every day I sound like a guy who just got married in a movie. But every time you make a turn, right? Yeah, you make a left or a right. Yeah, and you hear those cans. Yeah, doesn't like in your mind you're like. Okay, when I get to my destination, I'm going to get rid of these cans. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what winds up happening is that if I have to get back there for anything, there's a little door that opens. And if I open that door, cans come spilling out onto the ground oh, like, no. like I've been pranked. Like, you know, sometimes when you watch those videos where they fill somebody's car full of golf balls yeah. and then they open the door and all the golf balls come out. That's what it's like when I open that back door. All these cans come rushing what do you out. Do? At- do you just pick them back up and toss them back in? Yes, I do, sir. Wow. Yeah. I put them right back in. So the kids yeah, still there? They are still there. Oh, yeah. What did Catherine say when she saw them? Well, she, she I, listen. I said I have a plan for them. Yeah. <laughs> so don't touch them, please. And she goes, <laughs> she goes. Well, what's the plan? I'm like, I can't tell you. <laughs> so now it's we have to secret. find something creative to oh, do. Oh no! Now you have to come up with a plan. <laughs> I have to come up with a plan for all my cans. Oh no! So I don't know what to do. You make some like art project? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can you take it anywhere and get money? Uh, who's got that kind of time? <laughs> Well, apparently you do. Yeah. <laughs> 200 plus cans back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Now I got to find something creative to do with uh, with all my cans. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, I could have worse problems. <laughs> Jeez, I guess. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let me play you this um, audio of this woman getting called out almost immediately on Instagram for Call- trying to flex. Called out getting for getting what? She's trying to flex on Instagram for having a Benz, right? So the perspective, she's got her phone out, and she's sitting behind the driver's wheel, right? Okay. And she's filming, like, you see the logo of just the steering wheel, gotcha. right? Yeah, yeah. And her nails are done up real nice, and sure. she's, like, being like, what you know about this? Yeah, Check me out on the Benz, course. right? Yeah. And then you hear a door open and yeah. another voice yell at her okay. okay yeah so is she live at this point or no she just uh, posted this video she just posted the video okay. and then gets called out immediately okay, okay? okay listen yeah. to this i'm on all big <laughs> period you see me this this bitch <laughs> yes period I hope you're not lying to your followers talking about you driving a Mercedes Benz. This is an Amazon van. Put your best on and get to work. What are you doing? Are y'all driving a van? So she's... Oh, wow. Okay. okay. You so got to have to break showing, this down for me she's here. She's showing the... <laughs> the steering wheel. Yeah. Right? In the middle of the steering wheel, it's got the Mercedes Benz logo. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Turns out... It's a van, and you hear the door slide open, and her co-worker said, I hope you're not lying to your followers, telling them you're driving a Benz. This is an Amazon van that you're driving. Oh, yeah, because the, the Mercedes makes those super tall vans yes. that they use for deliveries. And he's pissed because he's putting in all the work, and he's like, put your vest back on and get back to work. And she's like, what you know about this big-ass business? I got me a Benz. I'm on all big Period. You see me. This this bitch. Yes. Period. I hope you're not lying to your followers talking about you driving a Mercedes Benz. This is an Amazon van. Put your vest on. Get to work. What are you doing? Are you Put your vest on and get to work. Do people still do that though? Because now I, I, I think I feel that we've moved past. Aside from filters that people still use on their faces, yeah. Um, but I feel that we've moved past on the the faux flex, right? Oh, absolutely. Have we moved past not. that though? No. You don't think so? No. I see that stuff 
all the time. Where it's like not really, like it's not theirs, like it's... It, I see it all the time. Really, huh? Don't you guys remember, like, I think it was the summertime, these two girls, there was a video of these two girls dancing and like posing up next to, I think it was like a range or like a Ferrari or something. It was like yeah. a... Yeah. A G-Wagon maybe, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the owner walks up and was like, hey... What are you guys doing next to my car? Oh, no, really? Huh? Get off my car. Because they were, like, God. booty shaking on the car or something. Yeah, but were they, were they were they pretending that it was, like, theirs? I guess you they were, right? Like, you posted it and just everybody's going to comment. They don't even know why. Yeah. I don't think people want to know why because maybe it's just everybody's doing it that nobody wants to bust people because then you open yourself up for getting busted. Didn't Bow Wow get busted for, like, pretending he was on oh, a big yeah. plane but this or is something? What I'm, no, no, but this is what I'm saying. I was wondering if we've moved past that. No. We have not it's moved past It still very, that, very huh? much happens. Really? And this woman is the latest example of that happening. I'm on all big <laughs> period. You <laughs> see me. This, this, this. <laughs> yes, period. I hope you're not lying to your followers talking about you driving a Mercedes so Benz. This is an Amazon van. Put your bets on get to work. What are you doing? Your Amazon deliveries are oh. being made on time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So it looks like we're going out of 21 in sort of the same way we went into 2021, musically speaking. Oh, I thought you so, meant like hopeful that the next year is going to be our year. No. So January 8th, 2021, right? Earlier yeah. this year. Uh, is when Olivia Rodrigo released Driver's License and everybody was like, this is the new breakup song, right? I got my driver's license last week. Just like we Beautiful. Yeah. And then when you find so out the story behind the song, everyone was like, yo, Team Olivia Rodrigo. Right. And then she blew up. Massive year. So we started with a breakup song. And it looks like we're ending with a breakup song. Oh, no. Have you heard ABCDEFU? <laughs> what? No. Okay, so it's a song called ABCDEFU uh -huh. by a singer named Gail. She's from Nashville. Young, right? Okay. But a little bit more on like the sort of rock and roll-y side. Yeah. If Olivia Rodrigo started with this. Yeah. How could I ever love Imagine everybody having the worst year ever. Sure. And then another young artist comes out with a breakup song to end the year. So A, B, C, D, E, F, U. So on Monday in in the sales category, it was number one on iTunes. Knocked okay. Adele off a number one on iTunes in the sales category. Wow. And, but that always fluctuates. Uh, it shot up from 14 to 4 on Billboard's Global 200. Wow. Okay. And uh, there's three different versions of it. And it's one of these songs that really took off on TikTok. Okay. So again, as far as breakup songs go, if we started the year with Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. We're now ending the year with Gail and ABCDEFU. I've heard this song. I saw 
yeah. So that's yeah. that's how we're ending the year with breakup songs. So you said songs. TikTok because I saw a couple yeah. of people. I guess when you you could repost like videos from TikTok on Instagram. Yeah. I saw a couple of people use this song. Yes. On Instagram, I guess from their TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, yo, this song sounds that's, pretty lit. That's where it's blowing up. Wow. So if we started with driver's license and we're ending with A B C D E F U. I kind of dig it though. Yeah, because she runs through the list dissing everybody. Yeah. I think di- diss the boyfriend's uh, dog and everything. No, she said not the dog. Not the dog. Yeah. But goes through the family. Everybody but your dog. Wow. Yeah, that's not In your broke-ass car and the crappy call Art. Yeah. Oh, no. So who's that artist again? Gail. Her name is, uh, her name's Gail. And uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you how to find her. You just go on TikTok or anywhere else. But uh, but yeah, it's like young kid from Nashville. Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. All right, here we go. Get it off your chest. This is your time to shine. This is your moment. Say whatever it is that's on your mind. You can always text us at 925 You can call us at 416-870-8888. But what is that one thing that you need to get out there in the open that maybe you can't say to family or friends or coworkers? You could say it to us. You could say it to the people who listen to this show right now. Hello, hello. It's Raza Mocha. I um, want to talk about my best friend's boyfriend. Your best friend's boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, 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 here we go. Go ahead. Vent away. Go ahead. <laughs> so I've been friends with the best friend's boyfriend for um, since grade three. Mm-hmm. And the best, friend's, the best friend doesn't really like me hanging out and being friends with the best friend. With the boyfriend, because she's been liking the boyfriend for three since grade three too. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, she can't say a word to him without me being there. Oh, because you're always hanging around. Yeah. So now there's tension between you and your best friend. Yeah, it's like we haven't talked in like a like long time, like are, a month. Are you guys? Maybe? Are you in the same class? We are. You are. What's that like? That's so awkward. That like, like if I look at my best friend's boyfriend, mm-hmm. she would just give me that stare, like, "Don't talk to him." Now, I'm does she like, say? Oh. I know we're not supposed to ask questions, but does she say anything to you, like in class or even like out in the hallways or anything? Yeah, she does. What does she, she tells say? me to like stop talking to him. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do. But since we've been friends for so long. It's like a bit hard because basically we have to ruin our friendship for her, and it's kind of awkward now. And what grade are you in now? I'm in grade six. Oh damn! Grade so it's been drama for three years. Or no, you've yeah. known each other. All three of you have known each other for three years. Oh no, I've known my best friend since I was um, three years old. Oh, since you were oh, three wow. years old. Wow. wow. So what is it? What is it? What does she say? Like when you when you see all this going on, because like when it comes to venting, right? Like, what do you wish would happen? What do you wish would stop? What do you wish she would do? Let it all out. Okay. So what I kind of wish is that they would take a break because. 
that's what he's been thinking. He's been like, I've been, he's been telling everything to me and I haven't told a soul. Now I am. Um, Yo, so he's been saying to you all of his feelings? Like he's been telling you and you, and you can't say nothing to the friend. Damn. Yeah. He wants to take a bit of a break and I kind of don't know what to say to that. Like she's my best friend. I don't want to hurt her feelings that I've had nobody to talk to about this except for my mom. I'm like really nervous around him and, Yesterday, we had, like, this talk. I had a talk with him, which saying that maybe we should stop being friends. And uh, I kind of agree because we we both like my best friend. Like, I like her as a friend, and he likes her as, like, a girlfriend. And, um... Well, you just said he wants to take a break. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the problem. He wants to do both things. He wants to take a break from her, and also he wants to stop being friends with me so he can date her. Do you want to be this guy's girlfriend? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, what do you want to say? Anyone else realize this sounds so much like on Friends when Ross was with Emily, but Emily didn't ro- want Ross to be around Rachel? It's like the same scenario as Friends. Oh, my God, he's my icon. <laughs> Who's Who your is? icon? Ross? Yeah, both of you. I've been listening to you guys since I was three. Oh, oh. no. She, Maury, hey, Maury, yeah. Maury, she's in great. So get out of here with the friends stuff, okay? Like, yeah. no, she, she doesn't get it, man. She doesn't get it. You don't, it, it's, it's. She was born after the show uh, went off yeah, the air. Yeah, you were born in like what? 20, when were you born? Like 2010? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my birthday is actually in like a couple, like nine days, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, you should uh, hang out with your best friend and her boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Big celebration for your big day. Have a private birthday party. I think that's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, good luck to you talking to an 11 year old Maury coming here (laughs) doing Ross and Rachel references. God, man. Thank you. Thanks. The Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, uh, Deepa, come and join us, please. Um, Deepa had a mouse in the house. Oh, yeah. I did. A mouse in the house. Well, good thing you have that cat. Take well, care of the business. That's the whole thing. Problem in my house is that if we have a if we have a mouse, Catherine wants to make friends with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's adorable. To Welcome her. to the family. Welcome yeah. to the family, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when did you discover you had a mouse, Deepa? Okay. How big was it, first of all? It was tiny. Little. But the problem was I was in the middle of cooking mm-hmm. and I went to grab a knife. We have one of those like butcher block things. Yeah. yeah. And I grabbed the knife and I just see this little thing pop up from behind and I scream because I wasn't expecting it. So you stabbed it. No, I didn't oh. stab it. Oh. Was your husband home at the time? No, he wasn't at home. He was out with his friends. Uh-huh. And I'm like, out of all the times I see this thing, it has to be now. Right. So I'm. So you 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 crushed it with your fist then? No. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't contemplating any of those things. I'm kind of like Catherine in the sense of like it's cute. I don't want to hurt it, but also I don't want it running around the house. Now, are you yeah. scared? Are you scared of mice? Yes, I'm terrified. Terrified. I'm terrified because they're think? so fast. Okay, but what do you? When I I want to get so when you are afraid of a mouse, yeah. What are you afraid of? Like they're gross and they can jump on you and crawl all over you. But, but what is it going to do though? Like, like what are you actually afraid of? Like my go on my pants or like under okay, my shirt. Okay, now okay, now we get uh. it. So the mouse <laughs> is like, somehow going to get into your pants. Right. But it could happen. <laughs> I've seen it on YouTube You've before. Seen it? <laughs> no, you haven't. Yeah. You Send us are, a link. Okay, but well, you, you are the queen of, I saw that online one time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what so, was your plan then? You got to get the mouse, what, out of the house? Yeah, out of okay. the house. So I go through the process. I'm like, how do I protect myself? 
So I grabbed oven mitts and I was like, step number one, Pro- oven mitts. <laughs> How do I protect myself? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the knife down yeah. and I'm going to get oven mitts. Yes. Right. right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. to protect For, my hands. Just in case the mouse is hot. Thank yeah. you. Super hot. <laughs> exactly. You don't know. Okay. It's about okay. the stove. So, this, so this whole time the mouse is still there, like yeah, behind yeah. the butcher block? Yes. Just like Did, chilling? Yeah, it's just well, chilling. It's kind of watching its me. Pause for one second. I'm going to ruin the rest of Deepa's life. Why? Um, did you look in the oven mitt before you put the oven mitt on? No. Because that's where mice tend to go if you have a mouse in the house. Because they, they go inside in the oven mitt and they build nests inside no, the oven mitt. No, they don't. 100% they it, do. They do not. 100% Why they do. Why in an oven mitt? Because it's enclosed and they build nests in the fingers of oven mitts. They'll go and gather stuff or they'll pull apart the inside of the oven You're mitt and build a little... You're a liar. That's no, I'm never going to happen. 100%. 925 is the, the way to text right now. Mice and oven mitts. Ever found them? The answer is going to be yes. No. Go ahead, Deepa. Okay. So I grab oven mitts. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now Yo, what do I we're do? We're getting inundated with all yeses right now. No, yeah. you're not. Text. That yes, was like two seconds ago. Yeah. There's no yeah. way that this it's is happening right now. It's called loyal audience, Deepa. Go ahead with your story. <laughs> okay. So then I was like, the law's not home. Do I call him? I don't want to be that wife that's like, hey, come home because a mouse is here. Like, I don't know how to handle myself. So then I, I kind of. Doesn't, like, doesn't Jenna call you when there's a spider in the house? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or she'll take a picture. Yeah. And send it to you and be like, save me. Yeah. You should be like, no, not save me, but like, this is waiting for you when you get home. Deal with it later. Okay, so so what do you do? Get a box. Okay. And put some cheese and some peanut butter in it. I'm like, this mouse is going to eat this up. You invite it for dinner. Just stay for dinner. She made a buffet. I was trying to invite it for dinner into the box so I could Uh close it and just take it outside. Okay. So this thing is not moving. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I I go to the pantry and I get pots and pans. And I'm running around the kitchen just banging these pots and pans back and forth, just trying to get this thing into the box. Mm. And it just keeps running in the opposite direction. And I'm screaming. It's a townhouse. I'm pretty sure the neighbors thought something really bad was happening, but no one came to check on me. So (laughs) after like an hour and a half. um, Hour and a half. Hour and a half, oh God, of this nothing happening. I'm like, what do I do? 90 minutes. Do I call animal services? Animal services. I just like, I feel defeated. Okay. And then. The and light then, bulb went off. Yes. I have a cat. Correct, you do. Named Tubby. Thank you. Tubby's a cat one on Instagram. Yep. Um, so I was like, let me go get Tubby. And I hope he doesn't hurt this thing. Like Tubby's going to know what to do. How old is Tubby now? Like Tubby's three- like, he's three months. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a little baby, right? Yeah. So I put- All that life experience. In yeah, mice. yeah. I know. It's instinctual. <laughs> though. They, they know what them. to do. They know what to do. <laughs> so I grabbed Tubby. Here we and go. Like, this is going to work. And he ripped it apart. No. Oh. I put Tubby on the counter. Yeah. And he put his paw on it and then ripped its tail off. No. Oh. He looks at the mouse. And looks back at me and just like tilts his head like all cute and doesn't do anything. And I'm like, you useless kitten. Yeah. Like part of the reason you want cats is so that they can help you solve problems like this. Right. But he didn't. So then <sighs> I I like the mouse is behind the toilet. Like, uh, sorry, not the toilet paper roll. I don't have that in the kitchen. Uh, the paper towel roll. Yes. And it just jumps. It flies out of nowhere. <laughs> Here we go. And it lands on the ground. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And Tubby jumps and chases uh-huh. it around the house. Yeah. And it looked like a cartoon. And I, they, we have a front door and a storm door and a little area in between. Uh-huh. So I jet to the door, open it up, and Tubby chases it into that little area. I lock the door and I'm like, yes, this is great. But how do I prevent Tubby now from running outside? Because I'm going to go around the front door mm-hmm. and open it so the mm-hmm. little mouse can escape. So um, I get around to the front. Tubby is like, eh, I don't have time for this. Open the door. Little mouse escapes, and I was like, I just saved a life. So, this is great. 
So then I assume that you did your best to find out where the mice are getting in yes. and plugged it and prevented mice from ever coming in the house again. Okay, here's the thing. I had a package and when I went to check you think the somebody package, mailed you a mouse? No, I don't think someone mailed me a mouse. No, there was a <laughs> you hole. You need new friends. Amazon <laughs> Prime one yeah, day delivery. I know. <laughs> Here's the mouse for Deepa. Yeah. Uh, there was a hole in one of the packages. Yeah. So I think it got in through there. And ran out into the house through that that hole that was in the box. No, it got in some other way. No, but like yeah, what? You were, I checked you were, you were, all, you were always going to have mice. I'm going to quickly read you this text message. Yes, okay. please do. For you. Hey, Deepa, because mm-hmm. you live in a townhouse. Mm-hmm. Deepa, townhouse, one mouse equals lots of mice. No, you do don't not say have, that. There is Set no such, now. There's no such thing as one mouse in a house. But what if it did come through the box and it there is one is, mouse? There is no such thing as no. one mouse in a house. Mm. But I can't set traps because then Tubby might get stuck in it. Well, or like, guess well, what? Guess, guess what? Guess who just got new roommates? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, how many? How long did you guys sit in front of the television watching True Story for? Bro. Bro. Friday. So we watched um, four episodes. No. Because we started last weekend, only watched one episode last weekend. Yeah. True then, Story is uh, on Netflix. It's Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. It's amazing. Yeah. So we banged through three episodes Friday night and then three on Saturday. Yeah. Because, and it's a great way to do a show, episode one is an hour. Yeah. And then the rest of them are just 30 minutes. Yeah. So really easy. Yeah. Will yeah. people like it if they, lo- if they only like things that are, you know, true or could be true? Does it feel true? Well, I mean... You're a fan of Big Bang Theory and Sex in the City. Those things could be true. Yeah. They're not, though. But anything could be true. I know, but when you're watching this, like, is it believable? Well, when you're watching Sex in the City, is it believable? Absolutely. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I... Like, what are you asking? What's your question? I don't even know what your question is. Like, can you... If a true story, is it like you it's watch... It's not a it, true story. That, thank you. Okay, yeah. It's not it's a true story. true story. It's just called true story. Oh. And they had to actually come out and say this is not a true story. As right. if this happened to, to Kevin Hart and we just don't know about it. Right. Right? As if, like, this thing... Oh, Shem. Oh! Really? Because Shem watched the whole thing. I don't know, man. This this whole... This series is amazing, but it's made me... Without giving anything away. Yes. For anyone who hasn't watched it. But it's made me look at Kevin Hart a little different. Really? Not gonna lie. Really? I, listen, I'm not making any accusations out there. Oh! At all. Wow, okay. Shem! But I wonder if True Story might be a true story to Maury's point. Really? See, not so dumb question me. after all. Oh, Tell you, I don't that know. That would be... What kind of fool would do that? Yeah. Nobody would do that but true story by the way okay so it's kevin hart basically plays kevin hart where he's a stand-up okay. comic doing arena tours the, the 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 show starts off with him doing an appearance on ellen but he's got a different character name he's got a lousy brother always in in and out of the uh, jail uh money problems money problems into the wrong people kevin hart gets involved trying to help out his big brother someone dies mm-hmm. right so that's the sort of true story of all of Sounds this. Believable to Qu- me. Quote, unquote. Thank you. Um, but you think it's a little too close to home, Shem. Hey, man. Listen, I love Kevin Hart. I love his stand-up. I'm not oh. a big fan of his, all of his movies. Uh, this show is amazing. It's his best work. Yeah. And I think it's his best work because it's probably a little oh, close. because it's the, the wow. inspiration. You think, you think oh, that this is like one of those wow. Easter eggs where like years and years down the road when Kevin Hart writes his memoir, he's going to be like, remember that show I did for Netflix? Parts of that story actually happen. Although, 
without giving anything away, we all would have found out already. Jeez, man. Well, I watched Coming Out Colton. Yeah, how was that? True story? True story. Okay. <laughs> it was fantastic. How many episodes is that? It's six episodes. Yeah. Really, really, really. His father is awesome. Who, Colton's dad? Yeah. With the coming out? So supportive. He's like, if you don't want to tell anyone, I'll tell them for you. Oh, because they make it look in the trailer for Coming Out Colton that it was like he was going to be terrified. Uh-huh. No, his family yeah. was so supportive. Really, huh? Yeah. Well, there you go. Could happen in real life, too, huh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ah, oh, heartbreak for Argos fans yesterday. The Argos stay alive. And Dinwiddie looks on and wonders if maybe they put some points on the board earlier in this game. It might be a different end result as Evans takes a knee and the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going home to host the Grey Cup. <laughs> 27-19 was the final score. I was driving around that area yesterday where the uh, the game was. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Nuts, couldn't right? Couldn't move. Yeah. You couldn't it was, move. It was insane. It was crazy. So um, Ty Cat's going to host the uh, Blue Bombers. In Hamilton. In Hamilton. So at home, home next weekend at uh, Tim Hortons Field. But I don't crazy. know if you saw this. But a fight broke out at the Ex- end of the explain game. Explain this to me. I saw something on Twitter where it looked like players were like running off the field into the stands to fist fight fans. Yes. Is so that what happened? There was a Ticats fan who was being a little too mouthy. And two of the players, as the, the, the Argos were, the route that they take to go to their dressing room yeah. is where all of this took place. Right. And one fan was going off, and I think he like threw. So I think is I already spit a drink at him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and That's so rude. two. So police are now investigating. Um, defensive back Chris Edwards was involved in this, and receiver uh, Dejan Brissett was involved in this. But this is what a Twitter account somebody was filming, and this is how that altercation went down. <laughs> So the player then approaches the fan. Get out there. Go one, go one. Shoves him. Go one, go one. No, no. Oh, no. So this is when the actual fight breaks out. Oh, holy. 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 And then the police and security all step in. But it was two or three players who uh, were seen kind of like rushing towards this guy before yeah. security like quickly stepped in. Good God. But it got rowdy. Yeah. And if that was just yesterday, and I know those Hamilton fans get down like pretty crazy when yeah. it comes to these Ticats games. Yeah. Next weekend against Winnipeg, it's yeah. going to be bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that was a wild scene, man. Like an ad, like you rarely rarely see. <laughs> I mean, mainly because like you, you'll never see this in the like in the NFL. Like there's just too much security everywhere, sure. right? Like you got like homeland security like looking out for terrorists kind of thing. Like it's just it, but up here and that field and the end of that game and the emotion, like just how easy it was for the players to just run off the field, climb one little thing and start fist fighting fans. And yeah. this was going on a while before security showed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was like, I think it was just like one security guard. Like, it's not that they just started fighting. Like, they chased the guy first. Yeah. Right? And then one security guard showed up. I'm not, listen, I'm not dogging. I'm security the down there. And then the rest of them came. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see at the end of the video, too, like a couple of the guys who obviously play defense started coming up because they were huge. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know I mean? And at that point, that Ticast fan was like, oh, no, I what know, I do? I know. What do I do? Yeah. Like, guys, I was just kidding. Like, okay, like I understand <laughs> maybe you have a little bit too much to drink and you, and you decide to, you know, fight a giant, right? Uh-huh. But like, never have I been drunk enough where I've had too much to drink where I decide to fight a giant also wearing armor. Right. You know what I mean? Which then, like, 12 other giants also wearing also armor. Also wearing armor. <laughs> show up. Yeah. And yeah. like, what's up? Great. The Romans are yeah. here. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, Grey Cup goes down this Sunday in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats versus Winnipeg Blue Bombers, a rematch from 2019. Uh, it's going to be exciting, man. Yeah, and there was no... Grey Cup in 2020 because of COVID. So this is, it, it's the repeat from the last Grey Cup that we had, uh, Bombers Ticats. Uh, and it's always fun to do this, which is, we'll, we like to bring together super fans. And um, we got the, uh, we got a Ticats super fan on hold and we got a Bombers super fan on hold. And we're just going to sort of let back, step back and let these two fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Josh Davies and uh, Dave, how do you say your last name? Patrician. Patrician, Dave Patrician. Dave, uh, hardcore Bombers fan, and uh, Josh, you are a Ticats fan. Lifelong, right? Yep. Obviously, everybody knows how the last Grey Cup ended between these two teams. Uh, Josh, we will start with uh, with you. What makes Sunday different from 2019? Home field advantage. Oh, that's it? No, that's the biggest thing, though. Oh. You come in there, you're not gonna, you're, the offense is going to be able to hear... Your defense isn't going to be able to hear. You're going to have time count violations. Oof. You're going to have offsides. Oof. There's a million things that come with the 13th man in the field. Uh, and Dave, how are you feeling going into Sunday's game? Well, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the defending, reigning, conquering Grey Cup champions. They started the season with a win over Hamilton, and they're going to finish the season with a win over Hamilton in the Grey Cup. It doesn't matter where the game's being played. We we beat Hamilton in Calgary. We beat Hamilton in Winnipeg, and we're going to beat Hamilton in Hamilton. Oh, damn. Uh, Dave, who would you say is the uh, weakest player on the Ticats? In your opinion, uh, Brandon Banks, the guy's overrated. He's washed up. He was a non-factor in the 2019 Grey Cup. He shouldn't even be in the lineup. Okay, uh, Josh, uh, dissect the Bombers for us. First of all, they had to go to our sloppy seconds with Calaris. <laughs> he might be throwing the ball well, but as soon as Simone Lawrence starts hitting him to the ground, Zach the Glass Calaris is going to be done. And then who's your second string quarterback? A nobody. You guys lost Strebler. Strebler was the biggest part of your win last year, last last Grey Cup. Josh, just just be glad the game is being played in a pandemic because in 2019 the Tie Cats couldn't catch anything. So this oh. year, they catch something. Oh my God, you guys! The game, the game in 2021 is going to be the same thing. The only thing with the pandemic is me and you got to stay six feet apart. But our receivers are going aren't going to have that problem with your DBs anyway. Oh, <laughs> damn! Any rebuttal to that? You know what? We're, we're, we're talking about the All Stars. Let's list them off: Zach Calaris, Ken. Andy Lawler, Nick Dembski, Drew Jarvis, Patrick Newfield, Stanley Bryant, Jackson Jefferson, Willie Jefferson. You're, you're, it doesn't matter who's going to be playing quarterback. 
for the Hamilton Ticats because Willie Jefferson and Adam Bighill are going to make mincemeat of the Hamilton <laughs> offense. So we're talking about CFL All-Stars here. Dave, you're the, the Blue Bombers fan. Josh, you're the Ticats fan. Great Cup is happening on Sunday. In each of your opinion, even though the game is taking place in Hamilton, home of the Ticats, who really has the loudest fans? Winnipeg. You said 30,000 people in, 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 a, in December in Winnipeg with the windshield minus 21. You could hear them all the way to Hamilton. So it's not even going to be close. On, it's not even close. I will tell you one thing is that I will easily be able to tell who a Winnipeg fan is at this Grey Cup because they're going to be in shorts. <laughs> I, I, I will I will say I, I will say this, and I think that any fan of CFL knows for sure that uh, when it comes to the loudest fans, everybody's playing second. Everybody's playing for second behind Saskatchewan. So we can just say that out of the gate right now. We, we all know that. No, we all no, know no. that. Uh, but I will say this. Okay, when it comes to cities, both Winnipeg, both Hamilton, historically known across the countries as tough, hard cities. Which which city breeds the hardest fans? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. <laughs> We're talking about today. Hamilton. I've never heard anybody being afraid to play in Winnipeg. Oh. The only thing anybody ever says is, oh, it's cold. It's cold. You ask O'Shea, he just did an interview yesterday. What was he afraid of? He was afraid of the fans. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. This is so good. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, fellas, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Great cup this Sunday. Uh, Josh, before we let you go, final score. 27-13. 27-13. And uh, Dave, final score? 28-17, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. There you go. Right. Wow. And, you got uh, to love that rouge. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and real quick. The rouge. <laughs> go for the rouge. Before we let you guys go for real, we're going to see out of the two of y'all who's the loudest fan. On the count of three, I want you to yell out for your team, go either Blue Bombers or go Ticats. One, two, three. Go, Bobber! <laughs> wow. Jeez. Josh sounded like he just got abducted. He yelled so loud. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, can I play you this clip of uh, Jennifer Aniston? Um, she was uh, honored yesterday at the uh, Hollywood Reporters Women in Entertainment Gala. And... She went up on stage and Jennifer Aniston's not really one. And I, I'm not saying this as a diss. She's not really like one to inspire. She more goofs, right? Like that's yeah. what she does when she gets up onto a thing. Uh, but this is like one of the, the sort of like one of those rare moments where Jennifer Aniston um, went up uh, to inspire during a speech. And it was actually really great. Uh, she talks a lot about being um, a late bloomer, which I think a lot of people find relatable. So this is uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, a friend gifts me with a reading with a numerologist. But after this numerologist did her mysterious arithmetic on me, she said that apparently... My numbers very clearly indicated that I am a late bloomer. Um, and I said, late bloomer? Really? Are you sure? Are you, I mean, I feel like I've kind of partially bloomed a little bit. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have a TV. Anyway, um, at first I was kind of, you know, I was a little taken aback by this label as if I was, you know, an underachiever who hadn't reached her full potential. But as I sat with the idea of late bloomer, it started to grow on me. You know, maybe I haven't done my best work yet as, a, as an artist. 
or as a human being. Maybe I am just beginning. So I started to embrace this idea of being a late bloomer or, you know, of just beginning. But so this beautiful award suddenly comes my way and it makes me feel like I'm half, halfway through this marathon and I'm getting this enormous second wind because all of a sudden all of you guys are like running beside me and cheering me on, holding signs saying, just keep going, keep going, you got this girl. And you're like throwing Dixie cups of water at my face and power bars and, oh, I just got to tell you, it feels so good. It really does. It feels so good. Aw, that's pretty good, huh? Yeah. You ever felt like a late bloomer? Um. Yes. Yeah. In what? In what? In which way? I think in because I didn't get married in my twenties. Jenna and I met mm, later gotcha. in yeah, life. Yeah, 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 got married yeah. later in life. Had a right. child later in life. Right. right. Whereas all of my, in comparison to the group of people that I grew up with, mm-hmm. all my friends, all the guys. All got married in their mid twenties, right? right? So how old, I was how always, old were you when you got married? Young. Yeah. Here we go. I was the <laughs> single guy showing up to all the weddings, like in the the era that all my boys were all getting married, right? Right. 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 right, right. So by the time Jen and I got married, they were already established they had like kids and everything mm-hmm. like that right I mean, but i guess that depends on your sort of social circle too right yeah. like if you- I, and it was because i was so focused on my career like from the time i was like 18 or whatever 19 yeah. it was just all like this was my life right 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 yeah see i geez yeah i mean i i would say that i did 100 percent. i didn't start doing like this kind of like television stuff and 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 my job I need to, like, I didn't start doing that till I was 30. Yeah. Right. Which is super late in that world, mm-hmm. like very late in that world. And then I was, you know, however old I was when we started doing this show. Young. No, not young. Right. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah. You were, you were a baby. Yeah. Uh, I had a kid late, like all this stuff. But yeah. But I, but I guess the thing is that I still don't feel that I have like. Accomplished everything. No, not even close. Yeah. Same. Like not even, not even close. And I don't mean just continuing on with this. Mm-hmm. I mean other stuff. Like just not even, like not even close to have accomplished everything. Maury, um, I feel as though career-wise, I bloomed, but I feel as a as a human being, my petals are still closed. But I don't see. But do you feel that you're evolving though? Because I don't. Look no, at I you. feel like like <laughs> I feel like one of those flowers that when you buy a bouquet, the flower that never opens. Yeah, right, you're just never going to bloom. You, no or that how much one, you water right. it. or that one once it opens, it smells like death, like <laughs> right. a carcass. Yeah. <laughs> right, like oh a, yeah, the the like flesh that. flower. Yeah, yeah, that's what you are. Yes, you're right. Right, and people come yes, and see me, and they're you, like, Ew. yeah, you are an unbloomed, rotten flesh flower. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Sue. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Um, so, problems with your kids, huh? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I need your help teaching my kids about perception of money. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life is what you wrote. Uh, how the heck do I teach my kids money doesn't buy you happiness or peace or... Uh, when everywhere you turn in the world, money seems to equal power and wins despite right or wrong. How old are your kids? How many kids do you have? They're teenagers. So I'm, I have three, but the teenagers are the ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so when you say money doesn't buy you happiness, what do they think? That the more money you have, the happier you'll be? Like simply uh, yeah. or <laughs> the way that, you wrote it? Yeah, basically. Or that just 
it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong in any situation. You're just if you have the other, the other person has money, they're going to win. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So they've given up. Kind so of- it's not the value of money then or teaching them no. uh, how to work hard for your money or to work no. for money. It's based on uh, the perception of if you have money, then it will equal this in your life. Correct. It's right. the who cares. It doesn't matter anyways. Being yeah. good doesn't mean anything. Money equals power. I think that you're talking about two different things here because I there's an argument to be made that money does buy you happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't mean just being able to buy awesome things. Um, talk to anybody who, you know, every single month, you know, you got to decide on which 50% of the bills are going to get paid. And then you hope mm-hmm. that you don't, you know, lose the car, lose the job, lose the lights, lose the gas, um, money, those things all make you miserable and they're heartbreaking and they're told they're incredibly damaging to your mental health. Uh, when you have money, when you don't have to worry about creditors and you don't have to worry about, you know, where you're going to get the rent from, uh, you know, the argument can be made that, yeah, money does buy happiness. It may not buy happiness, but it staves off misery. That's exactly what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, but I think that you need to, you're worried about them being awful people. You can, you can be an awful person broke or you can be an awful person rich. Uh, and, and I, it sounds like your kids just have terrible attitudes as opposed to thinking that money fixes everything. Yes. Maybe it's the attitude. So it's not the, you're right. The first part, I don't think that's true. I think it's the second part, what you said. Yeah. It's the attitude where I need help with. How do I get the perspective back? That's, I mean, that uh, that's really something that has to start, you know, when they're real young. <laughs> no, no. So it, you know what? Yeah. It was there. It's it just, was. You know, when something hits you, uh, you know, a situation hits you, and then they see, they see the constant uh, battle of, oh, my God, this is wrong. They have money, therefore this is happening. Now we yeah. don't have, and that's why this is happening. So it's that perspective, right? When did that change, though? When did it change for them? What, uh, what age? Because you said they're teenagers now. At what age did it change for them, and when did those conversations start happening in the home? So I think it changed from an incident that happened for us personally, and then, then it stemmed off to social media, and I think both of those bombarded them at the same time. So yeah. the situation hit us, and then, you know, you see celebrities, cele- you know, squad wandering money and then we are here going oh my god we're working our you know butts off and we're kind of doing the right we're just and then money's winning <laughs> so like what like do you guys have a lot of money you don't have a lot of money no, i don't no, understand no, what it's you it's guys you don't have a lot of money we right now we do not okay. we are in a in a battle of not having it <laughs> okay and so and your kids your teenagers are what they're like not happy with you like i don't know what like yes. i don't know what the problem is here i mean okay. I, so there's a lot of problems but i don't i don't know what you are like what you're saying so in specifically in our scenario right now they're watching me go through something yeah. as a single stay-at-home mom in a, in a battle where in our scenario that justice and is not being served gotcha. and the reason is solely because of due to money that makes sense. So it's all emotional then. They're taking an emotional um, look at everything, thinking that if we had X amount of money, despite all this horrible that's happening right now, we'd be in a better place as a family financially. Financially. And because I keep telling them, no, we are right. I'm good. I'm right. Let's stay focused. Don't worry. We are right. They don't care. They're like, who cares if you're right? It doesn't matter. He's Mm. winning because he has money and we don't. But are they wrong? But are they wrong? No, no, they're right. I just don't know how to help them teach about perception at the long term. Like, I don't know how to 
I think that's where the struggle is. Maybe perception is the wrong word. It's tough it's because tough. If, the, if, if they're making the argument that if you guys had more money, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in or you'd be able to fight back. They're not wrong. I just don't know how to, you know, how it becomes internalized, if that makes sense. It becomes an right now. The situation is it's became a who cares it, nothing matters. Who cares? It doesn't matter what, if you're good. Who cares about the world? I think they're, they're, they're just upset and angry, and they're taking it out on... It sounds like they're taking it out on you, or they're taking it out on the situation, right? And, and yeah. you coming to us, you got your back up against the wall, being like, yo, I, I'm trying my, my absolute best right now yeah. to do everything uh, for the family, and I feel like I'm not getting this, the, the support. Correct. Uh, I yeah. think that's the main thing. I think yeah. that if, if you're going to, yeah, it's tough. If you're going to lean on, if you're going to lean on something, I think that the, maybe the way to go is to sort of start instilling in them that, you know, it's not so much like your worth in the world and as a person, it, it's not what you have, it's what you can contribute. And you don't have to have money to be able to contribute. Hmm. Right. It's what you can offer. And when you don't have money, what you then realize is that, well, you got to find something to offer as a person. And whether that is kindness, compassion, um, uh, whatever, whatever that looks like in your house, I think that you have to sort of put in them that they will they have stuff they can offer. They can contribute. Um, even if it's not financially based. And I'm telling you, when you go down that road of where they realize self-worth and all the things that they are able to do without money, that's how you start making money. Hmm, that makes sense. I think you should also express your feelings to them that you need their support more than you need their criticism. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would say be patient. Um, m- most times kids come around. The, the problem when you got young teenagers is that they've never struggled. Um, and mm-hmm. you, you know, and you as a mom, you're the one who silently suffers and silently bails them out and keeps the morale going in the house without them even knowing how tough it is to maintain even the status quo. And mm-hmm. that stuff, unfortunately for moms, isn't recognized in the moment. It, it's, it's usually recognized years later. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In your situation, Sue, this might be the moment that they need to understand and hear all of that. 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah, awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, love. All right, sending you lots of love, Sue. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello, Brady. It's Ron Zamoka. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, we were we've been waiting so long to talk to you, bro. Have we? Um, yes, because oh. Brady sent <laughs> us this note. Ron Zamoka show has changed radio for me. Oh. I'm a new listener of the show and the station in general, and I'm completely hooked. Never before have I been listening to a station that wasn't talk radio and wanted so badly for the music to end so that the hosts would come back. From Roz and Mocha to Dammit Mori and Shem, there is never a segment I don't enjoy. Uh, there's just something that sets this show apart. It doesn't feel like normal cookie-cutter radio. Wow. It seems like no other station features personal anecdotes and gives you the, quote, fly-on-the-wall feeling in a hilarious Jeez. conversation the way you guys do. I had started to feel like radio was boring but your show has flipped the script for me that is wow the ultimate compliment brady thank you so much i I meant every word of it so roz and i have been on the radio together for 12 plus years now and we've had you know television commercials and ads like on the buses and the subway and everywhere pretty much right around the city right how is it that only now you've discovered 
the station and or the show? Uh, I think it's a combination of two things. So I only just in the last couple of years moved to do school. And then also I would say, and this is another testament to the show, maybe 70% or 60% of the music on KISS is not music that I would normally have on my playlist. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not the station that I would normally gravitate to. Okay. And so now the fact that it's number one on my, on my speed dial of radio stations is that it really says something. So where did you move from? Where were you? Uh, Hanover, Ontario. So kind of up in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. So you would have had no idea about this mm. show. No. Okay. And so what music do you normally listen to? Uh, I'm a big Green Day, punk rock, pop punk, um, stuff like that. Yeah. To things like, you know, my parents' music was stuff like Bon Jovi. Um, so I grew up with that and then more niche stuff like Mumford and Sons, but before everyone else knew that they existed. Well. Oh, so so wow. you, were, you, you were first on Mumford and Sons, huh? <laughs> second, second, second. Second, exactly. President of the fan club or vice president <laughs> yeah. of the fan club. Uh, yeah, that's incredible, dude. Yeah, we find it. We find, we hear that a lot and they've done just like they do so much research on shows and everything else. And we, we found that a lot that the, the people that'll come and listen to this show uh, when we're on the radio are people who listen to like they'll flip around because everybody flips around uh, but they flip around to stations that that are so wildly different from the ones that we're on uh, and then they come back and just hang out with the show and then uh, and then sort of dip again uh, but we we hear that we hear that a lot but um, but no man that's like the that's such like wonderful words to hear that uh, I'm I'm happy you found the show I'm happy you like the show and uh, hope that uh, hope that you keep listening I definitely will um, since you're brand new and we are 12 years in and since we have you on the phone, Brady, is there any like questions that you have about us or about the show in, in general that you've wanted to ask since, you know, kind of joining the, the Razamoka family? So I'm, I'm an aspiring radio person myself and uh, it just seems like every other station I've ever listened to or, or anything I've ever seen, all of the segments feel like um, they, they've got that. Okay. Here, here comes the time for the radio host and the mics come back on and okay, let's go. But the Rosin Mocha show tricks you into thinking that this conversation that you're listening to, that you're a fly on the wall to, hasn't has never ended. You just get the opportunity to tune back into what they're saying and all of the laughter and the tomfoolery and the energy is just so organic feeling and so... Yeah, it's, it just feels so good. And I'm just wondering, like, how long did it take to to reach that point of chemistry with each other? Day one. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I've been on, like, multi-person shows before, and this is the first one where the very first day that Roz and I started working together, the show hasn't, like, changed course in terms of the way we speak with each other, the relationship, the kind of things that we talk about. Um, right. and, I, and I've never, you know, like I said, I've never been a part of a show like this before where things come across as organic because they really are organic. I, it's, I think that's because I don't know if another one exists. Everything about it, it kind of like blurs the line between radio and almost like comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's so golden. Have, like, you, have you listened to the podcast yet? 
No, it's just I didn't it's the show. It it's basically it's basically it's basically everything you're looking for. It's uh it's the show plus a whole bunch of other stuff with no commercials and no music. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, there's no, don't say that. And there's 300 <laughs> plus episodes, Brady. Yeah. So you have a lot of catching up to do, and you have a lot to learn, uh, and you will learn a lot about the Raza Mocha Show. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Now there goes the there goes today's productivity. Where are you going? Where are you going to school? <laughs> uh, Humber. Humber. And what are you taking? Radio. Yes. Yes. Do you know wait this kid, Shem? Brady. Here's something that you'll learn today. Shem, executive producer of the Raza Mocha Show, is also a teacher. Of uh, one of the radio courses at Humber. I know Brady. I may, ha- I may have been familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know Brady. I know Brady. Oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. He sent me a message and it was like, you know, I love the is guys. He the show. He's not a student in your class. No, is he? not a student of oh, mine, okay, but I know okay. Brady well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Right. That's good. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Brady. You're the best, man. Thank you, guys. If you have any questions, just uh, just reach out. Um, as you as you would. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Okay, Thank man. You. Ross has no idea how I you would I don't, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Brady, you're a smart guy. You know how to get a hold yeah, of this. Yeah, meaning, 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 <laughs> meaning, <laughs> write Shem, and then maybe <laughs> when Shem forwards it to me, I might get to it. <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, what, uh, what value stamp do I need to put on the envelope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Brady, hang on real quick before we let you go, because we ask everybody this. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Okay, so I, I love Mocha's energy, but I'm drawn towards Roz's kind of dry, sort of cold cut humor. Cold cut? <laughs> I like it, though. It's, uh, it's very dry. Cold it's cut. very, like, you know. Yeah. Cold yeah, cut, like good. a baloney. Yeah. No, yeah. Shut up, man. Okay, thanks. This went on way too long. Uh, now I'm getting, I'm getting in. Wow. Thanks, Brady. Take care, thanks, brother. Guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So last night they did live in front of a studio audience, which is uh, they recreated two old 80s sitcoms from original scripts and recast them. And they did uh, Different Strokes and The Facts of Life. Sort of Facts of Life was a spinoff from Different Strokes. And uh, in Facts of Life, uh, Jennifer Aniston was Blair, uh, Gabrielle Union was Tootie, uh, Allison Tolman was Natalie, Catherine Hahn was Joe. Uh, so here is, um, so if, does, do I have to explain what the Facts of Life is to people? Yes, I do. Okay, so mm-hmm. Facts of Life took place at like an all-girls school. And the the housekeeper... Did it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, I thought they were all like living there. Like she was like yeah, the woman were. who ran the place. Yeah, because like, it was a school. Oh, I thought it was like, it was like, it was she like a adopted boarding, them or something. It, no, it was like a boarding school. Oh, that Wasn't I didn't Because they all wore uniforms, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, sure. they all had uniforms on. So anyway, so here is uh, Facts Life clip number one, Mocha. This is uh, when Jennifer Aniston shows up as uh, Blair. Blair, the sort of highfalutin uh, rich girl around the school. And you're going to hear Catherine Hahn, who plays Joe, who is sort of like the motorcycle chick. Yeah. yeah. The tomboy. The tomboy. So here's uh, you number one. catch on fast, Mrs. Garrett. Tootie. <laughs> You're lucky you're so young, so you don't have to be dragged into Blair's latest scam. So I guess this is where Jennifer Aniston walks yes. in. You know, John, can't you just forget your averse snobbery for the Bates boys long enough to help out the world's hunger fund? Oh, okay, like you? Who are you trying to kid with your fancy boomerang buns? That is a croissant, you peasant. 
<laughs> like, like hilarious, you said, guys. Like you said, original script, right? Original, original hilarious. script. Okay, so here's a clip from the uh, like the the original show, and so it's three guys. I don't even remember who played these guys in the original show, but these three guys in last night's version were played by uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and John Stewart, who was wearing braces. But here's the clip from the original Facts of Life. Blair called me. Ha! I'll bet. When? 5.30 this afternoon. She said she'd love to have dinner with me. 5.30? You're into science fiction. Blair was with me at 5.30. Am I lying, Tim? I saw them together. Ooh. Okay. Damn, Sam, uh, so, okay. spill the beans. So here is uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, and John Stewart trying to get through that scene. Number four. Everything is fair and square. Sorry, it's Facts of Life number four. Well, see, I did know. I knew too. She called me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when? 5.30 in the afternoon. She called me and she said she'd love to have dinner with me. <laughs> 530? Yeah. <laughs> You're into science fiction. Ooh, good, good clap back. That's, that's, no, you are. That's not an insult. Okay, it is an insult. <laughs> Between me and him, it's an insult to you. Because I, I happen to know that Blair was with me at 530. That's right. Am I lying, Tim? I saw them together, Captain Kirk. <laughs> okay. okay, right? Okay, so now we go on to different strokes, which uh, in different strokes, uh, John Lithgow was Mr. Drummond, Damon Waynes was uh, uh, Willis, and uh, Kevin Hart was Arnold, the little brother. And uh, Snoop was in there as well, but um, but Snoop? Here, yeah, Snoop. I'll get to the Snoop clip in in just a second. So uh, now on to um, different strokes. Uh, give me uh, number four, which is Kevin Hart delivering the famous "What you talking about?" line. I got no quiet. I got no privacy. I got nowhere to go to think my deep thoughts. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> hey. Go ahead and take your dumb pictures. I got better stuff to do anyway. I got a date on the moon with Lois Lane. Whoosh. 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 Uh, and then Snoop showed up as uh, Vernon. Vernon was sort of like the cool friend of uh, of Willis on uh, Different Strokes. This Fun is... fact, Vernon also yeah. the name of my father. Yes, it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Vern. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Arnold. We ain't got time to play your kid games. A salami and pickle peanut butter sandwich? What are you, pregnant? <laughs> Tony, you don't put food in my drawer. Yeah, well, I had to. I ran out of room in mine. Hey, you want some pico tacos? I'm telling you for the last time, Arnold, don't put your food in my drawer. I don't like mustard on my socks. Would you rather have mayonnaise? <laughs> hey, brother, come on, let's set this stuff up. Hey, what are you guys about to do? Vernon's helping me with my class project. Vernon takes pictures for the school paper up in Harlem. Yeah, that's right. And a picture from Vernon is worth a thousand words. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen those pictures, Vernon, and the first word that comes to mind is blurry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's really Kevin, good. Yeah, they crushed it. The, wow. Those three, um, Damon Wayans, uh, Snoop, and Kevin Hart were so, uh, so great together. But anyway, that was uh, live in front of a studio audience. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, hello. You got the Raza Mocha Show. Hi, guys. It's Rebecca. How are you? Hey, Rebecca. Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Is this Rebecca the teacher? <laughs> yes, it is. Ah, Rebecca, uh, you teach kindergarten, right? Yes. Yeah. Rebecca, you're the one that taught us uh, a couple of those um, kindy songs, right? Yep. My favorite. Yeah, oh my God, he taught the us the, uh, the the days, days of, of the, the week. week song that I was uh, able to. I taught my son Cruz, and then we we slacked. Yeah. We stopped singing and, it, and, and he just doesn't know the days of the week now. <laughs> 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 he gets he like part way part way through, and then he like messes up the days. So. Okay, so how does the days of the week song go again? Just to remind everybody. <laughs> days of the week. 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 There's Sunday and there's Monday. There's Tuesday and there's Wednesday. There's Thursday and there's Friday. And then there's Saturday. Days of the week. There we go. Okay. I love that one. What you got now? Um, So I taught my kids a new song and game. It's called Sleeping Bunnies. Sleeping Bunnies? Yeah. So what they do is you can tell them, the kids, okay, you're going to be a sleeping bunny. So they roll up in a ball on the floor or on a mat and they pretend that they're sleeping. Then you sing your song. So it goes... See the sleeping bunnies sleeping until noon. Won't you wake them with a merry tune? Oh, so still are they ill? And then you go, wake up sleeping bunnies and hop, hop, hop. Wake up sleeping bunnies and hop, hop, hop. Wake up sleeping bunnies and hop and stop. Good night. Don't oh. let the bed bug bite. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> and so, and, and then, they they must go bonkers during that part, right? Oh, they love it. They jump around yeah. and they're like literally hopping or sometimes they run. Oh. I'm like, bunnies don't really run, guys, but I love the imagination. That reminds but, me of the other wake up bunny song. It could be something similar to that. Are they ill? Isn't that really are they ill? Why yeah, so still? Hop little bu- Wake up, bunny. Hop little bunny. Hop, hop, hop. Hop little bunny. Hop, hop, hop. Hop little bunny. Hop, hop, hop. Hop little bunny. Hop. Don't stop. <laughs> That's true. I like that one too. But the beautiful thing about sleeping bunnies is then the big class, you say, okay, what animal are we going to do next? And they can be like frogs or dinosaurs and lions. So then you switch up the song to the animal. Shows like good lion or yeah. see the sleeping lion. Oh, God. You just can't have half the class being lions and half the class being bunnies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to have, guys, you gotta have balance because mm. if one kid is the animal that they want, it's utter chaos. Yeah, but then yeah. when you're when you're that lion, yo, that yeah. class Th- will get loud when they when they wake up. Those bunnies and are. They roar? Well, no, I'm worried about the bunnies at that point when they <laughs> introduce lions into the room. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be anarchy, guys. We're going to be hiding uh, yes. on the table. No. Uh, the door. It's not good. Like, wow. No, Rebecca, uh, love when you call in. Love when you teach us the uh, the new songs that you're teaching the uh, the kindergartners that you're in charge of. Thank you so much. You guys are very welcome. Maybe one day when I sing it with them, I won't record their faces, but I'll kind of record like me singing it, and then you can hear them like bouncing around or doing all their crazy stuff. And I would love that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, record the audio and send it. Like, DM it to us. Yeah. So definitely will. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca. No problem. You guys know I'll call you guys again when I do a new song. We look forward to it, girl. Love you lots. <laughs> Love you guys. You guys are my favorite. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Brandy, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? You're good. Uh, Brandy texted and said that uh, her favorite part of the day is when you scream out, let's do the news. Oh, yeah? Boss. Yeah, and she it wants, she wants uh, to, to try to do it as well. She I, wants her turn. I do. That's my favorite part of the day. I get so sad when you guys are on vacation and I don't hear Roz do the news. Yeah, I know. It's tough, huh? <laughs> it is. Okay, so, so you've heard me do it countless times. Yes, I have. You have heard fans call in and do it. Some uh, very successfully, others absolute disasters. Now, I'm ha- going to give have it you, my best shot. Have you broken down what makes a great guest appearance when it comes to yelling out, let's do the news? You have to have that rasp in your voice, I think, and the excitement okay. of the day coming forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so I guess, uh, do you do you need anything from us or are you good to go? I just need Mocha to be ready. That's all. Okay. Oh, girl. Okay. Brandy. Okay. <laughs> you done know I'm always ready. All right. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Wow! It's not bad. Not bad. I feel that on the news, you sort like you you came out of the gate with a lot, and then you sort of went back into you know a, maybe a little bit. Uh, I don't know. You, you, you held back a little bit on the end of the news part. Okay, let me try okay, again. Okay, yeah, keep it going all the way to the end. Like when when you get to the end of news, okay. Like I'll tell you, every time I do it, by I get to the end of the when I say the news, like my body is drained. Like I have nothing. Okay. Left. I have nothing All left. Right. Okay, go. Okay. That's what she okay. said. I'm Shut right. up, Mocha. Shut up. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. There All right. we go. All right. That's what I like. That's what I like. Brandy, I like. thank you for your text. Thank you for your dedication to the Raza Mocha Show. Love you lots. Thank you for letting me do that, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> the Raza Mocha Show podcast. News break. So the Alec Baldwin interview on ABC last night with uh, George Stephanopoulos was they were promoting it as a two hour special, but it was one hour last night. Right. Yeah. And then part two is, I guess, going to air next Friday at nine on 2020. And this is the uh, special into the investigation into what happened on the set of Rust when uh, Helena Hutchins was shot and killed while Baldwin was holding the gun. Uh, In the clip that was going around yesterday from the promo was Alec Baldwin saying that he never fired. He never pulled the trigger. Correct. And well, you were like, well, guns don't shoot themselves. And how did the bullet get out of the gun? Let's let's not even talk about the fact that how did a bullet get on set of your film? But how did the bullet get out of the gun and uh, and and kill uh, Helena Hutchins? So this is Baldwin explaining that. This is seven. Was it an actual rehearsal? There's some disagreement about that. Whether it was a formal rehearsal at that time. This is a marking rehearsal where you, I'm going to show her. She's standing next to the camera. She's like this. You or me. She's got a monitor here. The camera is here filming that way. She takes a monitor that his that is his monitor, the operator, and turns it toward her. It swivels. And she says to me, hold the gun lower. Go to your right. Okay, right there. All right, do that. Now throw it a little bit lower. And she's getting me to position the gun. Everything is in her direction. And what's really urgent is the gun wasn't meant to be fired in that angle. I'm holding the gun where she told me to hold it, which ended up being aimed right in below her armpit. It was what I was told. I don't know. This was a completely incidental shot, an angle that may not have ended up in the film at all. But we kept doing this. So then I said to her, now in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. 
I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. At the moment. The decisive that was the moment, moment the gun went off, yeah. That was the moment the gun went off. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and, and pull the trigger at them. Mm. I'm sure this happened many times. So what he's saying is, you know, like old-timey guns that have the hammer on the back of it that yeah. you pull back? Right. So what he's saying is that he was rehearsing to they were going to get the shot of him pulling the hammer back with his thumb on the gun if you pull the hammer back far enough it locks in place until you pull the trigger if you don't pull the hammer back to the point of where it locks if you let it go it snaps back Mm. as it does if you pull the trigger so what he did was he pulled the hammer back to just before it would lock Mm -hmm. and when he was done with it instead of slowly releasing it back with his thumb he let it go Bang goes fires the gun. gun, Yeah. Right. So and George Clooney was on the Mark Maron podcast talking about how when he's handed a gun, he goes through a very strict sort of protocol. And this is uh, Alec Baldwin commenting on George Clooney. Every single take you hand it back to the armor when you're done, you do it again. Everyone does. Everybody knows it. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Well, there were a lot of people who felt it necessary to contribute some comment to the situation, which really didn't help the situation at all. Oof. You have your, if your protocol is you check the gun every time, well, good for you. And what is the actor's responsibility? I guess that's a, that's a tough question because the actor's responsibility going this day forward is very different than it was the day before that. Yeah, now, now I can't. First of all, I can't imagine I'd ever do a movie that had a gun in it again. And the last question is, there's two big questions. How did the bullet get on set and what are the potential charges against Alec Baldwin, if that's even a possibility? The particulars, most importantly, of how a, a piece of live ammunition ended up on this property. It wasn't supposed to be on the property. It wasn't supposed to be on the truck. It wasn't supposed to be in the kit. It wasn't supposed to be in somebody's fanny pack. A live round is not supposed to be anywhere near the set. How did a real bullet get on that set? What I'm saying is that's for a criminal investigation to solve. I have no idea. Hmm. I have no idea. I take that back. I have some ideas, but that's not for me to say. I've spoken to the Hmm. sheriff's department multiple times. I don't have anything to hide. You know what I mean? The facts as I see them are what I've stated on the record. You're not worried about being charged. I don't, I've been told by people who are in the know in terms of even inside the state that it's highly unlikely I would be charged with anything criminally. Right. But even though he's an executive producer on the movie. So there's two civil cases that have been launched already. Um, but these civil cases came from people who are not the family of Helena Hutchins. So mm. they've yet to file their civil case against the production. And Alec Baldwin, as one of the exec producers of the film, will be included in that. But they, he seems from the interview that at least at the time of the shooting has an OK relationship with uh, with Helena's uh, husband. But, uh, yeah, part two is uh, next Friday, nine o'clock on 2020, which is the uh, special on the investigation into gotcha. what happened on uh, on that set. And quickly before we go, the Santa Claus Parade, hey. uh, still virtual in Toronto. It's going to air tomorrow night. Um, they shot it a while ago. 
a Wonderland again? Yeah, so it's a uh, seven o'clock. Yeah, they did the whole thing at Wonderland again, right? Last weekend is when they is when they shot it. Oh, oh awesome. was there snow on the ground when they shot it? Maybe. Do you think it was oh, that perfect. weekend where there was snow? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, but yeah, virtual again uh, this year. You can watch it on TV uh, seven o'clock tomorrow night. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so Alec Baldwin has deleted his Twitter account uh, days after that shock interview that he did with uh, ABC's George Stephanopoulos. Uh, the at Alec Baldwin account has been taken off Twitter. Is it still off? Can you check? It's still gone. Um, but I guess he had another one, too, that he never used. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he did that. And experts agree, legal experts agree, that that was not a good move doing that interview. And we had said this last week on the show. Um, simply Quite because shocking. everything he says in that interview, you know, is now record. He can't change mm-hmm. his story if he is um, criminally charged in any way, uh, which if we go back to that interview now, this was uh, Baldwin on exactly what happened and whether he feels that he will be criminally charged. The particulars, most importantly, of how a, a piece of live ammunition ended up on this property. It wasn't supposed to be on the property. It wasn't supposed to be on the truck. It wasn't supposed to be in the kit. It wasn't supposed to be in somebody's fanny pack. A live round is not supposed to be anywhere near the set. How did a real bullet get on that set? What I'm saying is that's for a criminal investigation to solve. I have no idea. I have no idea. I take that back. I have some ideas, but that's not for me to say. I've spoken to the sheriff's department multiple times. I don't have anything to hide. You know what I mean? The facts as I see them are what I've stated on the record. You're not worried about being charged. I don't, I've been told by people who are in the know in terms of even inside the state that it's highly unlikely I would be charged with anything criminally. So that's the risky part is why do this when there are still criminal investigations going on? Now, in a pretty direct response to Alec Baldwin, um, first judicial district uh, attorney said this. This is uh, down in New Mexico where the movie was shot. Uh, certain individuals may be criminally culpable for his or her actions and or inactions on set of Rust, noting that she plans to, quote, exercise my personal prosecutorial, prosecutorial uh, discretion to its fullest, including filing charges that are supported by probable cause. Uh, and... Uh, She went on to say that uh, in the manner such that the safety of others was protected and it appears that certain actions and inactions contributed to this outcome, saying that everybody that who was in charge of touching that gun had a responsibility with firearms on set and a duty to behave in a manner that kept the safety of others and made sure that that was protected. Hmm. So the idea that Alec Baldwin is sitting here going, I know somebody in the district attorney's office who said that I'm not going to be charged. And to do this interview, super risky. Well, not just that. Super risky, man. More of that interview is airing on 2020 this That's Friday. right. Yeah, the investigation part, oh. I guess it is, right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The uh, clip of Will Smith on, uh, on Graham Norton. Uh, Will Smith doing a ton of... Uh, press for his new book. There was a petition that I saw yesterday. Was there, um, What was the petition? Do you sign the petition if you want to hear less intimate yes. details about Will and Jada's life? Yeah, begging them to stop doing <laughs> interviews, essentially. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Really? I got to tell you, I bought the audiobook of Will's book. How was it? It is incredible. I'm only yeah. on, like, chapter four right now. Right. It is incredible. 
By the yeah. way, 16 hours. Yeah. Is that how hell? long it is? Yeah. yeah. But his how many pages storytelling, I don't even know. No, you don't know. Yo, you don't actually have the actual book. I don't have the actual book. Right. I just bought the audio version. Now, if somebody says, hey, did you read the Will Smith book, are you going to say yeah? No, I'm going to say I listened to the okay. audio book. Okay. 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 I'm not going to front. No, okay. I'm not going to lie. Okay. okay. No, some people. I don't read. Okay. Um, but the book is really good. Same and no. I, the thing that I love about it is yeah. that you can read a book and you can imagine tone, inflection, stuff like that. Sure. But when you hear the person who wrote the book telling these stories from their life, yeah. they're telling it the way that they've experienced it. Right. So you can hear it, like the tone and the inflection and what they mean. It just I just find it a little bit more powerful. Mm-hmm. And I love this new Will Smith book. Yeah. Maureen. That's how I did the Mariah Carey book. What? I listened to her tell me the story. Oh, of course. So why wouldn't you, though? Like, why Matthew read the... Matthew read the book. Oh, I listened to why her. read the Mariah Carey book when Mariah Carey can read you the book? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Anyway, this is uh, Will Smith talking about the advice that Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, gave him all those years ago on becoming a superstar. You were doing Fresh Prince, so you were known, mm-hmm. and you went to a Planet Hollywood opening? Yes, yes. I went to... It was uh, Planet Hollywood. It was when they were opening, and it was in, in uh, Australia. You know, I was asked to to come to the opening I went and it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and they were standing and talking I walked into the crowd and I was like hey guys I'm sorry listen I want to do what you're doing I want to be the biggest movie star in in the world and I know if anybody can tell me how to do it you guys can and they you know kind of looked at one another and then I, I guess in like the secret movie star language they communicated that Arnold was going to answer me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, Arnold said, if you're going to be a movie star, <laughs> the movies can't only be successful in America. <laughs> You've got to go to every country in the world. You have to think of yourself as a politician running for the job of biggest movie star in the world. Because <laughs> that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone, and Bruce Willis were the owners of Planet Hollywood, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy when you think about it. I know. Right? Like, what's that? We had one here for Oh, one. I know we had one it here. It was the worst burger I've ever had. Yeah, they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't care about, it was all show, right? Of course. Like, you're just there but, for yeah, the name. But Planet Hollywood was not a good restaurant. <laughs> no, like, it was, it was, it was the farthest thing <laughs> from a good restaurant. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, the uh, list of the most used emojis of the year was released. Any, any idea what was number one? The heart emoji. Heart emoji was. Sorry, Um, heart eyes. Heart eyes. No. So I was going to say the needle because of vaccines. The needle. Oh, good uh, way to be current, Maury. Mask. The one with the mask. No. Uh, no. The uh, laugh cry emoji. Oh hell yeah! Number one has been number one since 2017. Um, the red heart emoji was a, was in second place, like a distant second place. And then after that, everything is just sort of like all over the place. Uh, so the rolling on the floor laughing, um, mm-hmm. which is like the tears of joy, the thumbs up was in the top five, the loudly crying face, which the one that looks like has the two rivers of tears flowing down its face. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the top 10 are the praying hands emoji, the face blowing kiss, the smiling face mm-hmm. with the hearts. There it is right there, Mocha. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, smiling face with the rosy cheeks. Mm-hmm. And then the least used emoji. The least used emoji or oh, emojis. Okay, what on. do you think it would be? The least okay. used. Oh, I'm looking through all my emojis right now. Yeah. More, you would take a shot at the least used the emoji? The least used emoji, yeah. in my opinion. Oh. 
Bagel and cream cheese. That's Maureen? a thing? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the broken heart. The broken heart. Least, least used. Really it's got to be interesting. Food. Oh, what about, um? hold on here. Under animals, what about dragon? Is the dragon the least, or the worm? No. The least used? No. The least used emoji are flags. There's 258 different what? flags, like country flags. You mean to tell me someone's using the emoji of the seal more than they <laughs> are of a flag, of like the Canadian flag? Or the scale I, for money? Yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah. You mean to tell me somebody is using uh, a baby bottle of milk more than they are? Of course. Or yes, a absolutely. Flag? Or the filing cabinet. There's a filing yes, cabinet. Yeah. Or the paper clip? Yeah, the paper clip is more popular than... Or the push than pin. Than flags. Now, I don't know if they're counting like all flags. You know what I mean? Like they're putting them into sort of one oh. group. So the I frisbee the pride... is more popular than the flags. Yes. I use the pride flag one all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see here. Rock climbing more than the flag. I guess. Yeah. Apparently. And this is an official list too. This is um, put together okay. by the. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. The one single puzzle piece. <laughs> <laughs> more than the flag. <laughs> what on. the hell do you use that for? for the, you're the missing piece of my puzzle. Oh, yeah, I guess you could. Who do you send that, that to, Maury? No, I, well, I, I'm just saying Roz could send that to someone. You get that <laughs> answer pretty quick. <laughs> I've never I've never sent an emoji. I've never used one. Do you even have them activated on your phone? Uh, yeah, but I don't, like, if you look at my phone, I, like, when I Hold go Hold on. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, mean yeah, to tell yeah, me yeah. someone is using the emoji <laughs> for DNA yes. more than they are yes. for the flag? Yes, 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 yes. So, you know when you go into your phone to, like, send a text? Yeah. Right? Like this? Like, if I go to... Hold on here. Let me find. Uh, you know how to get to that part what's of What's that? Phone? Shut up. Where, okay, like get to a text? Mm. Of course I do. Um, Can you so, see? What's that? Can you see? Oh, my so God. Here. Mine so here. So I'll show you. I'll show I you. I just saw right? Verizon's shoulder. Mine is not open. No, yours isn't open. Uh, so, like, you know when, like, this thing right here, right? Like, you know that little button that you can click to, to open up all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like this stuff, yeah. I never click that. Oh, I never really? have access like to my send emojis. Send a gift or anything like that? No, no, send no. Send one now. Never. No. Send one now. No, I'm, I'm fine. Hold on. So you mean to tell me somebody is using, or people out there <laughs> are using, the emoji for radioactivity yes. more than they B- are by, for the flags? By the way, if you're just joining us, the list of the most used emojis came out, and the, um, the what was it? The, the crying, laughing emoji was number one, has been number one since 2017. The heart was number two, and then... Uh, Thumbs up was in there. The praying hands emojis, top 10. The face blowing a kiss. The smiley face with the hearts. All that stuff is in the top 10. The least used ones were the flags, like country flags. You mean to tell me there are people out there who are using the emoji where it's a black square surrounded by a white squared border. More? What do you use that for? Thank you. More than the flags? What does that look like? Like obviously a black I, square with the, that literally that is not a complicated <laughs> thing to picture. When somebody says it's a black square surrounded by a white border, you should be able to visualize what that looks like. A triangle. <laughs> Jesus. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so Khloe Kardashian is coming to the defense of Kylie Jenner. So Khloe took huh? to Instagram to set the record straight that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott, Travis Scott's relationship is legit after W Magazine said that they were, quote, not a couple. So this was the cover story oh, really? for W Magazine featuring Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. It was leaked online yesterday. Now, according to TMZ, the article writes, quote, Travis and Ky- Kylie seemed very comfortable under the sheets 
But even though they will soon have two children together, their daughter Stormy is three, they are not a couple and haven't been in two years. They're the modern family. Um, So the reason why this story was leaked was because apparently W Magazine had this all ready to go, cancel the article after the Astroworld um, tragedy that Mm. happened. So they didn't run it, but then somebody leaked it. So Khloe Kardashian goes on and says, wow, uh, I don't know why this magazine would write this, but they are very much a couple. So she Mm. sort of like screen grabbed that. But that's what W Magazine was uh, alleging that... But I had to get the info somewhere. I, I know. And it's like, and other than that, it seems like a very flattering sort of piece about them. Sure. But it just states that they're like, I guess, partners have co-parents, like they're co-parents. But As opposed they, to a, like couple, couple. But they are not a couple. Yeah, hmm. that's what they were. Uh, that's what they were saying. But anyway, Chloe coming out to uh, tell her truth. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so there was a Spider-Man panel that was um, going on. What? What'd you say? A Spider-Man panel. Okay. Okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man panel that was going on. Um, so they, it was like, there was a villain. So Tom Holland was talking about his feelings towards the new Spider-Man movie. And then they did, and then they did a villains panel with, um, Green Goblin, Doc Ock and Electro. So let's hear from Jamie Foxx first, who is back as Electro in Spider-Man No Way Home. You know what? I was excited knowing Amy for years, man, and knowing what she's done with this franchise. And she was explaining to me it's going to be hot, you know, and uh, and I didn't have to be blue and things like oh. that uh, as far as my character's He's concerned. He's not blue. So you're going to be a little more hip and whatever like that. And I get a chance to hang out with these. What are you talking about? You told me you These incredible thespians. But, uh, I mean, to, to walk on set, man, and to see these guys, I literally, like, bow to them, and we've just been having a ball. So, yeah, so uh, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx are all back. Uh, uh, this, what, what's the matter? You don't like that? No, I can't wait. Oh, okay, good. But here's yeah. the thing, though. So this movie's only in theaters in yes, two weeks. Yes, I'm not going to theaters. No. Yeah, you got to this, wait. This is not going to be a movie that's going to be on Disney Plus for at least six months. How am I going to avoid any spoilers or any talk? It will be unavoidable. It right. will be unavoidable. So what do I got to do? I got to go to the theater now? If you, I mean, that that's one way to do it. Yeah, sure. But I, I think that you need to come to terms with the fact that you will have Spider-Man uh, No Way Home spoiled. Like, it's just, it's going it to be unavoidable. How much does it cost to rent a theater? A, a, full, full, a full theater? Mm. I would feel safe if yeah. I were to rent an entire theater and then my right. wife and I can go, just the two of us. Yeah. Um, I th- I don't think that the renting of the theater is going to be the problem. I think it's going to be getting a copy of the movie that's going to yeah, be the, say, the expensive part. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to also part. pay for the print. You got to pay for the, yeah, you got to pay for the, well, the, it's a drive. Print? What print? <laughs> like the film. Yeah, it's a drive. They've switched it? It's a hard drive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2021, man. Yeah, yeah. So and you're going to deliver the film. Yeah, so you got to do it's going to be expensive. The theater, the theater will be the least of your worries because you can rent the theater. Sure, no problem. It's getting a copy of the Yo, movie that's going to be a problem. Could they bring the drive to my house? No, they will not do that. They will not do that. You know, who used to have that happen to him, which is weird, which is weird. Who? I was I heard this story that uh, John Bon Jovi mm-hmm. years ago had a movie theater. You know, people started putting like movie theaters in their houses. Now sure. everybody and their uncle has a a rec room that has a movie theater in it, a man yeah. cave. But he had like this legit movie theater mm-hmm. um, in his house. 
in New Jersey. And the movie companies, because it was so legit and he had like the legit movie sound and screen and everything. Oh, wow. He would get like he would call the movie companies and they would bring prints to his house and set it up. And he hired a projectionist to come over no. and he would get yeah, first run, run movies. They're yeah. unionized. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had a guy that would come over to the house and load up the machine and he would do like whatever was launching in the movie theaters that week. Mm-hmm. He, he would get a copy and play at his house. Was this for like him and his family? Yeah, for him and his friends. Yeah, he would do like movie nights. Yo, Cineplex. You know? Right? Yeah, I know. They're not going to bring Spider-Man to your house though, bro. Like, you, don't gotta, the, you don't have the right machine. I don't think, I don't think you got, yeah. It's I, a hard drive, man. Yeah. No, 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 it's a special yeah, I watch, just, I'll just watch them. I'll watch on my iPad. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Great sound. And, yeah, and to keep the quality cool, I'll make sure that I like, <laughs> I'll share the screen yeah. with, <laughs> with my, with my I got television. A, I got a Samsung Smart TV at home, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, I got a uh, Sonos system. But, uh, but here's Tom Holland oh, talking right. about what Mocha's going to be missing i know people say this a lot but i mean it when i say that you're going to see things in this movie that you've never ever seen before great i'm talking about pumpkin bombs sandstorms the multiverse which okay you might have seen them before but i promise not like this and not together also peter parker is finally heading off to college and the word is out so yeah everyone knows that he is (gasps) spider-man So throw your fan theories out the window. They're probably not true, or are they? And get ready to see one of the most ambitious films we've ever made. An incredible story with lots of heart, laughter, high-flying action, mind-blowing effects, and some insane villains. No Way Home is the culmination of the Homecoming trilogy and the start of a multiverse of possibilities. Wow. Son of Come on. <laughs> Look at you, you poor man. You poor man. Anyway, 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 you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, Mocha. You are going Not to be Not if Omicron has anything to say with fair it. Fair enough. Come on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas has made history again. Mm. Again, the song that was uh, originally released in 1994 has uh, now officially been certified diamond. So you get wow. gold records, platinum, double platinum, triple platinum, everything else. Uh, the big one is diamond. You are awarded diamond status when a unit has sold 10 million copies. I watched her Christmas special. How I prepared that? a whole bunch of snacks. I got all ready. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like a super amazing special. Yeah. The whole thing is only 18 minutes. No. It and it, the credits started rolling, and Matthew and I were like, oh, wow. searching like, where's the rest of it? Oh wow, didn't she know did that? Only two songs. Oh hmm. yeah, it's not. Uh, well, there you go. What do you I mean? They got to pay them, right? But come on. Yeah, listen. What do you think Mariah charged them for eighteen minutes? Like a million bucks. A lot of money. A no, lot more of than money. that. Uh, hey, did you hear that mashup uh, between Mariah Carey and uh, Twisted Sister? Mm-hmm. You know the the we're not going to take it guys mm-hmm. from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Listen, let me know what you think of this. So good. It's weird. <laughs> it's That's so a little weird. weird. It's so weird. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, Executive Vice President uh, Jeff Gorton um, uh, marked a new era in uh, Montreal. And while speaking to the media, he had to speak in French, right? Okay. Because the Montreal has this thing. Some, I don't know. I really don't have, I mean, I have a lot of opinions. I want to share them all. I don't know. But they're, 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 they really get stuck on the fact that they need all their executives and their coaches and everything else to be able to speak French, as opposed to the argument is just go as an organization and get the best individual who is out there available for a job, regardless of what language they speak. Anyway, that has been the argument for years in Montreal, that you're sort of like hamstringing yourself by only uh, allowing French executives um, into that room. So uh, Jeff Gordon uh, did his best, man, okay? Mm -hmm. Like did his absolute best speaking with the media, like hats off to the man. This is not easy, but but here is the uh, Canadiens executive uh, vice president. Bonjour à tous. C'est avec beaucoup de fierté que j'ai accepté le rôle de vice-président des opérations hockey avec les Canadiens de Montréal. La plus grande franchise dans la histoire du hockey. Right. Avec les bouts de ramener la coupe Stanley et Montréal. Merci, Jeff Molson, pour ses confiance. I hope that was okay. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, on. y'all. <laughs> you got to do it, though, right? I would sound the exact same way. God. Like, if... But do people... Here's my question, Do though. people care? No, 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 no. Do people want that? Like, I get, I get that there are people, the language and all this other stuff, right? All that stuff. Sure, it matters. But is this what French... Do French want this? Like, does the French media want this? Right? I don't think so. Like, I really don't think they do. You'd be better Bonjour just... Bonjour à tous. Give everybody C'est headphones and... <laughs> Use a translator. Yeah, big time. Keep going, keep like, going. I feel bad for the guy. I really do. And I think he was trying. I would have been the exact same way. And also, okay. nervous as hell. Right, keep, keep You could tell he was going, nervous. Keep going. Right? Bonjour à tous. C'est avec beaucoup de fierté que j'ai accepté le rôle de vice president des opérations hockey Avec les Canadiens de Montreal. La plus grande franchise dans la histoire du hockey. Avec les bouts de ramener la coupe Stanley et Montreal. Merci, Jeff Molson, pour ses confiance. I hope that was okay. Avec les bouts. <laughs> so, here's the thing, though. Did they understand? Like the people he was speaking to, right? Right. In French. Did they understand what he of was saying? Of course they did, but they would have understood him had he spoken English. Totally. Right? So he did the job. Fine. Yes. Avec les boo. Avec les boo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Marvel Studios has greenlit the sequel to Shang-Chi. Yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. Had to. Uh, they will expand again. Um, I guess the director of the first one is also signed on to do a whole bunch of new TV shows for Marvel as well. Uh, not only did the film, of course, make history as Marvel's first superhero film to feature an Asian lead, uh, mm-hmm. Simu Liu, uh, and a predominantly Asian Asian cast. It uh, pulled in $431.9 million at the box office. Simu took to Twitter to say, flop so hard, we got a sequel. <laughs> uh, he's so good the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh jimmy fallon has a new uh song out 
with Ariana what? Grande and Meg The Stallion. It's called uh, "It's a Masked what? Christmas." So Jimmy Fallon, yeah, like he's releasing music. Music, or yeah, is that like a parody. Well, I th- when I first started listening to this, I was like, "Oh, this is just like going to be a goof, like kind of the same thing that you would hear on his show, totally, but only produced a little better." I was thinking uh, more along the lines of like Lonely Island kind of stuff from totally. uh, from SNL. But here is a little bit of uh, Jimmy Fallon, Ariana Grande, and Meg The Stallion doing "It's a Masked Christmas." So say that you're coming home. It's a song song. I mean, it's like supposed to be. It's funny a little. There's no bells, though. No. It's missing bells. Like, when you listen to the lyrics, like, the lyrics are comical, but the production doesn't lend itself to having, like, it's not, like... And I mean, he could talk about like doing Zoom Christmas in the laundry room and waiting in line to get a booster and all this stuff, but the, like it, it's just not like a funny song. But they didn't release it in a parody way. Like it's on iTunes. It's oh, on no, all yeah, the normal no, it's places. A, yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember years ago when he had a song that he released with Will I Am? When he does that, when Jimmy Fallon does that character, the little girl with the braces, who always says "ew." Oh yes. And do you remember they release? Yeah, let me play a little bit of this. Right. You guys remember this song? <laughs> I do. Seriously? Look at her back. Yeah. Oh, she looks like a slide. Yeah. I'm like, what the what? Yeah. Right, right? L, L. Oh, you got to see that. Yeah. Oh, my girls, I can't believe yeah. She's so basically basic. Yeah. She's literally making my sock. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So is that all Fallon? Yeah. Yes, Will, uh, Will I Am and Jimmy Fallon. Oh, wow. So Will I Am's doing that voice too? Yeah. Oh, my God. A music video for it and everything. That's why when you said Jimmy Fallon yeah, has a song I thought, with, Yeah, I thought it was going to be funny too. Ariana Grande. I mean, it's not a bad song. Yeah, it's okay. But I like, guess. it's fine, right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, speaking of new music, I know you're still waiting for Rihanna. Okay. And this is another one of these stories where Rihanna was somewhere getting out of something. Yeah, and I don't know a car or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but another paparazzi walked up to Rihanna and once again asked any her the question: music? Any new music? Anything? So, 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 yeah. Soon. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, any new music? On, soon, soon, soon was the answer, and soon, soon, soon is the headline everywhere. Like I can't tell you the amount of places that have run with this story. Like Rihanna and soon, 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 we're like, it's trending. Like, it's crazy. Soon, soon, soon. But how many times have we heard soon, soon, soon? Like, nuff, nuff, nuff times. Right. <laughs> like, anytime uh, anyone asks Rihanna about yes. new music, she yes. might as well look to you dead in your eyes and say right. this. You look so dumb right now. Because soon, soon, oh. soon is always the answer, answer, answer. Right. Wow. And that's how I feel. That line like, cut deep. I wasn't expecting that right now. Because I'm hurt. Yeah. I feel like Rihanna, like, personally dissed me. Yeah. Soon, soon, soon. Soon, soon, soon. Soon, soon, soon. Like, Rihanna might as well just look at me. Say, Mocha. Yeah. You keep asking. <laughs> you look so dumb right now. That's because a, soon, soon, soon never comes. That's unfortunate. 
Rihanna. Come on now. Let's go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, Colin Farrell. So Batman hasn't even come out yet, the Batman. So the Batman is going to be released March 4th, 2022. Oh, so far. Uh what we know so far is that there's already one spin-off television show that is happening based on the Gotham Police Department from the Batman world that Matt what? Reeves created for HBO Max. So they're doing so there's already a spin-off television show in the works. But they already did a television show called Gotham. Yes, but this is based off the Gotham in the Matt Reeves universe. The the Gotham that is in the Batman. Oh, all right. Uh, and then it was just announced also that Oswald Cobblepot will be getting his origin story of how he turned into the Penguin starring Colin Farrell in his own television show. So two TV shows already greenlit based on the Batman which nobody has seen yet. So, so call, weird. Yeah, so we're going to get a I penguin guess they, show. They have high hopes for it. Yeah. Hey, you know what I noticed? And I was looking at a picture of, uh, unless they did it in CG afterwards, uh -huh. but uh, Colin Farrell in the penguin, like in the as the penguin in the Batman, mm. doesn't have the hands. He's got regular man hands. Oh, really? Yeah. He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have like mite or whatever that, I'm not 100% sure what the, the, the condition was called, but he doesn't have that. He's got regular. He's got regular guy no, hands. I wonder if they CGI then. I don't know. You're but right. so, so I'm like, what makes him Penguin then? Like, how does he get the name Penguin? Does he do something else? Because I always thought that that was like a cruel nickname that they mm -hmm. had put onto uh, Oswald Cobblepot because of the sort of condition that he was born with. Yeah, um, was the hands right? That was the sort of condition he was born with, so, and I always thought that that was the, the the sort of cruel origins of the Penguin. But I guess I'm wrong. I saw that Danny DeVito, who played Penguin right, in, poorly. in one of the Batman movies, yeah. uh, wrote a, I guess he was asked to write like a comic for oh yeah, the Batman universe. Right. And he wrote one where he, like his character, yes. Penguin, yes. and Catwoman fall in love. Right. And that they hook up. Yeah. And they're a thing. Yeah. Well, who? And listen, man. Okay, you, you, somebody asked you to write a comic about you and a character you played. Of course, they're gonna fall in love with like the one that right. everybody else falls in love. <laughs> like who's a, who's a one who's a one character that would never fall in love with Penguin? Well, guess what? In my book, she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jonah Hill on the Tonight Show last night. Jonah Hill doing a ton of press for that uh, Don't Look Up movie with Leonardo DiCaprio oh, and Jennifer Lawrence. When did that come out? Uh, December sixth. Oh, Friday. Oh no, no, sorry, no, sorry, 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 sorry. That was no. That's when he was on the Tonight Show. Oh. When does the movie come out? I don't know. When does the movie come out? What? This Friday? Friday. Oh, sick. I can't uh, wait. And uh, he was talking about how Netflix is pissed at him because he keeps uh, bringing uh, this fart machine that he has to uh, do all his press for the movie. This is a really bad old school fart machine. This is how digital and dumb it sounds, okay? Uh, okay? Like funny for like a six-year-old maybe, right? Sure. I'm going to do press for this movie, Don't Look Up, with all these huge movie stars in it, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Meryl Streep and Jennifer Lawrence and Tyler Perry. And I did the fart machine when someone was talking about climate change. My castmates did not find it funny. Um... <laughs> Meryl Streep being the OG legend that she is did find it funny, which is why I ride for her anytime, day or night. That's right, Meryl Streep. So then Adam McKay, the director of this giant fancy film that is amazing, by the way, he says, Jonah, you're going to get a kick out of this. Netflix formally asked me multiple times to ask you formally to stop using the fart machine 
during press for the film. Like, they don't find it funny and, and they don't find it interesting. And I just want to say officially, I love you, Netflix. I love working with you. I am a huge fan. I watch your streamer. But no corporate entity will ever silence my digital farts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you just added fuel to the fire, very, Netflix. Very, I can't wait for that movie, by the way. Very aggressive. Yeah, no, no, no. It looks uh, really good. Really good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, Jesse Smollett um, testified at his own trial. Um, so Jesse Smollett is uh, charged with six counts of felony disorderly conduct for allegedly making a false police report. This is uh, stemming from the alleged hoax attack that they say he orchestrated uh, with those two like Nigerian brothers that were personal trainers, but also friends. And they said they testified last week to two brothers that Jesse Smollett um, gave them $100 to buy the rope and the bleach and the, the MAGA hats. And then um, $3,500 in a check to uh, be to rough him up a little bit and put a noose around his neck. Oh and God. they also said that there was a, like, a, they did a dress rehearsal, like a dry run in the area where it was supposed to happen, that Jesse Smollett wanted it to happen. Uh, and then he testified that there was no hoax and that um, he met the brothers, one of them, uh, at a club. And then he and one of the brothers went to a bathhouse and made out a little bit and no. then did a little bit of drugs and then made out a little bit more then did a little bit more drugs and then did other stuff um, at the bathhouse so he's saying that that's all part of this now is that what? the relationship with one of the brothers and it's a whole thing right it's a whole thing but this story is like it gets more and more it's wild so it's so wild but i don't know this is one of those times. i mean they always say you know never take the stand in your own defense but this is if you go through like in like is he reaching here he just for is, anything? oh it's not good to distract it is not good like pay attention it's to this not, story to distract no, from it's what's not, really going it's, on over here it's not looking good for uh, for jesse smollett in court unfortunately for him and now it's time for ask Roz and mocha always love this part of the podcast time to get through some questions and uh we'll start off the way we always do by heading to the phones hello Kay. welcome to the Roz and mocha show how are you i'm good hey guys um so what's your question for the room okay so my question is um <laughs> not in general. Sorry. Okay, did you hear that? <laughs> Sorry. Gotta have a gotta have a drink for this. Sound of a can opening. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, go. Um, okay, so not generally, just impersonal for yourself. Yeah. Um, what is an age that you would consider old? Or did you consider yourself old? And at what age would you say you will be elderly? Just for yourself, not in general. So first of all, Kay, how old are you and what's your answer? Okay, so I'm 29. Okay. My question is, okay, so personally, not generally, I don't want to offend anyone, but for me, old is 30. What? Really? Just for me, just for me. And you're you're how old? I'm 29. Oh yeah, so you have the 30 thing. A lot of a lot of people have that 30 thing where they're okay. sort of terrified of 30 and it's so old. And what do you think elderly is then? At what age? So I think elderly is like 65. Like that's when I would expect people to give up their seats on the subway for me. 65? <laughs> wow. Personally, okay. so, that's, that's, so that's elderly is 65, right? No, I think 
elderly, elderly is like maybe 75 plus. 65, what she's saying, 65 is considered senior. Right. But it, but in some in some things, so is 55. Really? There, there's some seniors discounts that are available in this city to you if you are 55. You're almost there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that the number changes all the time, though. Mm. Like when I was like when I like when I was sort of in my late teens, the thought of dating somebody thirty, I was like, oh my god, they're old, right? right? You know what I mean? And then, but as you get older, I was never terrified of turning thirty, right? I didn't have that thing because I gen thirty hangs over people's heads not because of the age and not because uh, generally that you're worried about getting old. Is that when when you see thirty coming around the corner is when you start evaluating your accomplishments? Yeah, and even if you didn't have a conscious list in your head of the things that you wanted to achieve um, by the time you hit 30, you sure as hell knew how you wanted to feel by the time you hit 30. And it's when you realize that you don't feel the way you thought you would when you were of that age. And I think that that's why people hate 30 so much. Um, but I, 30 didn't bother me. Now, now that I am sort of the age that I am. 48. 40, am I 48? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. No, he's not. He's 47. Thank you. 47. You sure? Yes. Oh. So the age that I am, thank you, Mocha, um, for telling me that I am 47 years old. <laughs> old, I would say old, like still where I look at somebody and they're old. Yeah. Unless they're like a freak where they, they, they're, you know, they don't age and everything else. Mario Lopez. Um, I would say old to me is like when you hit 60, you're old. Yeah. I was right? going to say like to what Kay was saying about 65, I think yeah. old is 65. I consider elderly 75 plus. Right. What about a senior? Is there a difference between senior and elderly? Yes, there is. I think a senior is younger than an elderly. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So, okay, so it goes, so rank these as far as age. Okay. Old, yeah. senior, elderly. Well, if I think old is 65, then senior has to be older than that. But mm. but, 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 but then I got to switch but it. But senior is sort of universally recognized as 65. Okay, so then I'll say senior then is, is 55 plus. Seniors 55 plus. Would have to be, right? Oh, uh, Actually, no, it can't be. No, you mean old is 55 uh, sorry, plus. Sorry, old would be 55 plus. Okay, Senior fair would enough. be 65. Yeah. And then elderly 75, 75 let's say. Plus. I, yeah. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, 55, 65, 75. Yeah. Right? If you uh -huh. get to 80, we stop, mate, we stop calling you names. <laughs> <laughs> right? Survivor. Yeah, survive, exactly. <laughs> yes. Legend. Uh, Maury, you have a different opinion? No, I was going to say, so old is 50. Yeah. Senior, 65. Yeah. And elderly is 70. Right. So you say old is 50. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're old. You're, in theory, yeah. you're older than middle age. Well. Because you, not everybody reaches 100. How old, how old are you? I'm 43. You're 43. You're older than middle age. Yes. No, I know. Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm not arguing with so you. So you're old. It hurts more to say that. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah, you're old. No, 50's old. No, no, but you just said 50 is old because yes. you're more than middle age. That's right. You, Maury, are more than middle age currently. No, I, but I'm not old. You, but, but by your logic, you are, though. No, I haven't reached old yet. No, but you just... you. Pause for one second. No, I know what you're saying. I don't want to agree but with you. But I don't think... Okay, there we go. doesn't want to yes, admit it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a difference between understanding and what I is, don't want to what agree. What is it like when you realize, more that you most likely have lived more life than you are going to live more life? Oh, damn. 
It's, it, honestly, it yeah. feels like, no, okay. <laughs> it yeah. feels like an accomplishment. Like, I made it this far and nothing really? bad has happened. Uh, nothing bad has happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reevaluate re your life. Yeah. If you guys Although, if I was single, I still wouldn't date somebody my own age. No, no, no. It looks like every, everything comes back to if I was single, huh? I know. Okay, Maury, if you would have to say that, um, you know when people get to that age where, like, you, you've just been with somebody forever and you're like, ugh, screw this. I haven't had fun for years. I'm going to go my separate ways, right? If you and Matthew got to that point, who would most likely be to walk out on the other one? Oh, Matthew would walk out on me. You think so? Because it's so funny you brought this up. I was lying in bed, unable to sleep last night. Yeah. And I was thinking. In his bags? Yeah. <laughs> and I was Wondering where my husband was. Was. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, going, wow, okay, so we are almost at 15 years together. At what point do you say to each other, well, hell, we might as well just stay together because, like, it's been this long? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So hold on what? Here. No, you, because you, it's, wait, no, wait, wait, but wait, no, wait. there's still love, but I'm wondering at what age do people realize, so you know, this is here. it. So, Maury, you've been with Matthew for how many years now? Uh, like, almost 15 How years. many years have you been married? It'll be five years. And you're now just thinking about when the right time to commit is? <laughs> no, the right time to, like, sort of to like lock the door and be like, no, there's no... To like, commit. Is that what you call commitment? So, yes. <laughs> hey, Kay, so, are, you, are you in a relationship right now? Uh, yeah, I'm engaged. Oh, well, congratulations. So uh, everything, just do the opposite of, of everything that Maury's saying right now. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, just, just, do, just, do the, just do the opposite of everything that Maury said, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so thank much you. for your question. That was wonderful. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Do you, so feel, do you is, feel fully committed to Matthew? Oh, no, I'm fully both, committed. Both I think sides, that, though. But both yeah, sides, thousand though. percent. But I think you misunderstood my point, both of you. Like, there's commitment, like, where you're like, oh, my God, I love you. I'm going to be with you too, forever. Yeah. But then my, my open-eyed thought last night was, at what age do you realize that no matter what, you might as well just stay? <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, no, I no, think I'm not saying that on, something but, but bad Maury, has happened. Maury, I'm saying at Maury, what point do you just, no matter what, Maury, this ba is Based it. on your behavior alone, <laughs> Matthew decided on that years ago. <laughs> okay, thank you for an answer. Years ago. Our next question comes to us from Toronto Luxury Fashion Brand. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, huh? Whatever. Um, love the questions that you're always submitting. Roz, this is a question aimed at you, sir. Okay. Pomade, wax, or hair gel? Pomade, wax, or hair gel? Pomade, wax. What's pomade? What's I think that like? it's... It's a little lighter than a wax. Uh, no, I if I do any, I if if anything, it's like I use like stuff that's more creamy than greasy. You use that okay. expensive company, well, the whatever well, that guy, well, the named after some guy, Kevin Murphy. Yeah. No, uh, I used to. That stuff's too expensive. It's too hard to get. But you're rich. Yeah. Shut up. I like a nice pomade. You do, huh? Uh -huh. No, I use cream. Uh, I always go back to whatever new stuff I try out, whether it's the Kevin Murphy or whatever it is. There's, um, I think it's KMS. Is that the company? Yep. KMS. Yeah. I'll just get that stuff on Amazon because it shows up in a day if I run out. Uh, you think it's like, used to be called configured cream, but now I think it's called molding paste or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I use. Yeah, that's it. And that's really it. Um, I don't really do anything, anything else. And then when I rub it on my hands and I put it through my hair, whatever's left on my hands, I rub it down on my beard so the flyaways sit flat. And then that's that. Did you ever use, back in the day, did you ever use mousse? 
Yes. Yeah, when I had long hair, I used uh-huh. moose. My yeah. dad still does. Really? Uses moose? Yeah, because his hair goes up. It's very, like, poofy. Yeah. So he still goes in his hand and then runs it can through. Can you buy moose still? Of course you can. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? Absolutely. And uh, my dad also sometimes uses dippity doo. Yeah, old school. <laughs> what do you old use? School. Um, I use hairspray. Oh, you do? Really? And, oh, and when I had longer hair, I found on Amazon hair cement, like hair concrete. Yeah. Because so, I really wanted it to be like I wanted to look like I was in the mafia. Is that? Can you say that? Is that like fun? those, like those, like the gaudy kids, like where it's like really pushed down and back. Because my hair goes poofy, but yeah. I wanted it to be like slick and like down to the skull. Right. So like the wet look all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that too. I used to like the wet look all the time. Uh, but no, I don't really do anything. You know what I've realized now that my mustache is a little bit longer and I sort of like curl up the sides uh-huh. a little bit because it's so fun like to do Valley. to just like sit there yeah. and just like twirl your mustache. Satisfying. You know what do, You know what works better than anything else on a mustache on the ends when you're twirling it? What? <coughs> is right after I brush my teeth, if there's still a little bit of toothpaste in my mustache, what I slide it over to the like like little like spit and toothpaste combo. Ew. I'll just yeah, I'll just rub it in instead of wiping it off. I just rub it right on into the mustache. Really? And, it, and it's and it's like it's like uh, it's like gel. Like it just uh, it just stays there wherever I wherever I put my mustache. People yeah. also wow. use uh, toothpaste for pimples. Yeah, I you know people used to do that. There's far better things in the world than toothpaste on pimples. But, no, but it works if you ever have like a pimple, you put toothpaste. Why are you in... sewing on your hand? Who gets pimples on their hand? What yeah, are you doing with that I hand? Did, you get pimples. Who has hand acne? Yeah, that's so gross. It's <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, come on, dog. Let's yeah. see a dermatologist. You're <laughs> yeah. almost fifty. That shouldn't be happening here. <laughs> Waffles. Waffles asks uh, favorite piece of furniture. Like in the like in the world or in my home? I guess in your home. Can my favorite couch, piece of right? furniture be something that I no longer have but used to love? I'll allow it. It was my dad's big leather lazy boy, and he gave it to me when I moved into my first apartment. Mm-hmm. I no longer have it. It like broke or whatever, but it was the most comfortable thing ever. Hold on. Broke or when you hooked up with Matthew, he made you get rid of it? No, this was pre-Matthew. Oh, okay. What broke, like the bottom didn't come up anymore, or it tilted back on an angle. and The whole back fell off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's because you're pushing too hard on it. Oh, to, like, lift the legs. Yeah. yeah. But it was the most comfortable thing ever. Yeah. Lazy you can't boys find always... a good Lazy Boy anymore. Well, you well, go to Lazy can. Boy. I guess you can. Yeah, it's not like they, <laughs> it's not like they stopped making chairs, right? There's... Uh, <laughs> But what made a good lazy boy, what made a good lazy boy is uh, lazy boys weren't super comfortable until your father had sat in it every night for five years, right? That's when it got good. Yeah. When it worked in. Yeah. And also there was something really wonderful about the lazy boy when you knew you're like, you knew you were always on the clock, right? Like if you, if I ever walked into the den and the lazy boy was free, I knew like this wasn't my spot all night. Like you were on the clock. So you had to make the most of it because as soon as my old man got home from work, I'm out of the lazy boy. Yeah. Right. Like I just it's yeah. just the way it's just the way it was. It's his chair. It's his chair. Right. So it was always and sort of special uh, because you knew it. your time in the in the lazy boy was limited. My parents had matching. Did they really? Yes, they oh did. God, that's so cute. Yeah. And then I, they got uh, and then they got rid of them and then they got rid of them. And I don't know how I never asked the details of this question because I never wanted to know the details. But now that I'm a little bit older, I think maybe I should revisit this with my mother. Uh, so they had two matching lazy boys. Right. And then, um, and uh, they got rid of them. And then at some point years later, my mother told me that she thinks she saw them in porno. 
What? Oh, wow. yeah. oh get out of here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, I, don't, I don't know whether my mother was told that somebody had her mm. old chairs in porno or whether my mom discovered it herself. But I know that it was my mother who told me that uh, that the old lazy boys might have wound up in porno. But maybe you don't want the answer to that question. That's why I didn't ask. Right? Yeah. No, even no. as a grown man. No. Like, I'm like, yeah. man. It's like, yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They're cool chairs back in the day. Let, yeah. Let, yeah. Let them stay in my memories. No, I know. You don't want to find out like years later new hobbies, right? That you yeah. that you didn't notice when you were a young man. <laughs> right. Right. And then you no. start piecing it together. No. Right? And you're All like, those oh, times. now it makes sense. Yeah. Like at the end of the, some of those movies when like. No, oh, it's not good. When everything starts coming nah, together. No, it's not good. It's not good. It's not. That's why you wanted me to join volleyball after school. <laughs> Keep me out of the house an extra 90 minutes. <laughs> uh, Sophia says here, what besides wealth do you never have enough of? Time. Kleenex. Sleep. Next question from <laughs> Dallas. Great answers. Kleenex, time, no, and Maury, sleep. You don't get to take part in stuff like that. What is the strangest thing Kleenex. that has ever happened to you in a foreign country? Uh, I was mugged in Vancouver. That's uh, still Canada. Yeah. Foreign man. <laughs> that's still that's very much Canada. Yeah, very much. Outside of Vancouver and Portugal, where <laughs> else? And New York. Where else have you traveled to? I've been to Gay Paris. When? Twice. Twice. With my legal guardian, and then with Matthew. How old were you? The first time. Yeah. It was in 1992. So how old? That's were not you? the. That's not the question. <laughs> oh, uh, like four, 13 or 14. Okay. And Which you, one? <laughs> it's very you okay it's very specific know, 1992 i'm not doing your math maury okay <laughs> you do your own you do your own homework uh so you went as a kid you're a kid yes. you couldn't like live it up in, in oh my in god paris no. No, no, right? no no but when i went with matthew that was more fun right 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 um what is the weirdest god so much weird stuff has happened to me and in, in, but like do you consider america to be a foreign country i don't no no, right? no, no, no. no, like foreign country, you got to be like whatever. Oh, Overseas so I remember I was in uh, I was in Russia and we were at the bar on top of the Ritz Carlton. I believe this is the same hotel where Donald Trump made that P tape. Wow. And you weren't uh, there, were you? No, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. So in walked Donald. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, and I was a huge like as a hockey fan, I was a huge fan of Pavel Bure, right? And uh, Pavel Bure was the I don't know what they called him, like the Russian rocket or something like that, like a goal scorer, like a goal scorer, right? Like so good. And I was at the bar, and um, we had a sort of like a fixer there with us, like a woman who sort of took us all around to make sure that we were all okay and everything else. And then I was at the bar and she walks up to me and goes, do you like hockey? And I was like, yeah. And uh, she's like, do you know what Pavel Bure is? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's him sitting at that table. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to go meet Pavel Bure. And she's like, no, you cannot do that. And I was like, oh. why? And she's like, see those men he's with right now? And I was like, yeah. She's like, how do you say they are uh, very dangerous? Oh, <laughs> And wow. I was like, oh. And I was like, what kind of dangerous? She's like, like mob dangerous. Really? And I was like, yeah. So he, because the- But why the, would at that point, like, why would you say, hey, do you know? Yeah, why even point it out? Because she was pointing him out to me. Oh, right? okay. Like, she was just pointing I guess him she out. just didn't know that you were like a big, big fan. Uh, yeah, she was just like pointing him out. But I guess you don't do that there, right? Like, you don't see- 
five guys at a table and walk up to them. Like at the top right. of the Ritz Carlton, they're obviously there for some sort of business, yeah. right? What's in the Russia, could happen if you went up going, "Hey, can I get a selfie?" It's just not. It's just not. You just don't do it, right? Yeah. Like, Was Russia the same place where you had drinks with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, yeah, where we got real drunk with Shia LaBeouf. Very. Wait, wait, but hold on. So, so, so continue with this other story, though. So, yeah. So I wasn't, and then so what happened was is that I sat there and I just watched the way people interacted with this table all night. Yeah, and you could like. It was so clearly obvious after I was told um, just the reaction, the way that everybody else in that place and the people who work there and every other person in there knew who all these people were and yeah. what they did and how important they were and, and everything else. Because the, you could see that they just treated them differently. Was wow. Pavel Bure um, bad man too? No, 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 not at all. No, but the story goes, the way that it was explained to me is that there is this long-standing thing that happens with Russian hockey players and it's rarely discussed, but it happens and that is if you see a Russian athlete performing on the world stage doing what they do outside of Russia, they're only allowed to do that because they send money back. Oh wow. Oh. Back right, to back to the people like the 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 people who the who control athletes. Gotcha. Basically, the right? organization. Because the organization because mm. it's all because it's all corrupt. Wow. And I mean everybody from tennis stars to Alex Ovechkin. Like every single the way that it was explained to me is that every single athlete who does not play in because they would love to just keep them all in Russia. Of course, right? They would love it if if Ovechkin stayed in Russia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But every athlete who does their thing outside of Russia, the way that it was explained to me, can do so, uh, but they gotta pay. Really, and they pay big. Wow. Yeah, for the for the privilege of being able to perform uh, on a world stage and not a Russian stage. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, M. Ra Raman Zadia. Hope I said that right. Sorry. Uh, between Ron's and Mocha, who would be Captain America and who would be Iron Man? Who would be Captain America? And who I think would I'd be, be Captain America. You would be Captain America. Right? Yeah, Honesty yeah, and everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Do gutter? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I guess, be Iron Man. Congratulations. Right, thank you. Uh, and we'll end on this one from David. Yeah. Uh, heads or tails? Oh, tails. tails. Oh, really? Yeah. Guys, I always you guys say had tails. to remember when we went. I always say heads. You do, huh? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's so surprising that oh. the two of y'all would say tails. We should play one day. Well, right now, pull out a quarter. Who has a quarter? Who has, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've had change on <laughs> I me. Even, when's the last time you've seen change? I don't know. I don't even know when Actually, the last time no, I saw you know what? Was, yeah? Over the weekend, we were at this farmer's market. And certain booths only took, majority of them, you can do, like, tap, whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some booths that only took cash. Even during COVID? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah. who the hell carries cash anymore? Yeah. And this place had, like, one in the area that we were in, like, one bank machine, one ATM that we wow. went and took out cash. I went and I bought a coffee. Yeah. Cash. With See, cash. And it was so cash. weird because I can't remember the last time I had any physical money on me. And I got, like, change change. And it just felt weird in my pocket. Same I, thing happened to me last weekend. We went for ice cream in this old-style ice cream parlor only took cash. Really? So huh? I had to use the bank machine around the corner, and then they Jeez. gave me change back. I, I, did, I, I took out $100 one time because I needed... I don't even know what I was doing, but I needed cash for it. And I spent what I what I spent. And I had the rest of the money in my wallet for 10 months 
without, oh, with, yeah, really? without dipping into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had like you just I had like eighty dollars in my wallet for ten months. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a mortgage. <laughs> so envious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, find us on Instagram at kiss nine two five. That is where uh, you'll see a picture that reads "Ask Roz and Mocha." This is where we get the questions from. So keep them coming in. Thank you all for submitting your questions for this week. We'll do it again next week. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.